All right. We are here. It is time. And we are live. <laughs> the Witch Queen edition. The moment. What's going on? The last word, Lord Cognito. Ebontis, Tiger Travis, and an amazing special returning guest as always. But let's start with my man E. How we doing? We are here. The Witch Queen. Um, yeah, minimal sleep, lots of hours staring at my computer, and honestly, having a blast. So I'm having a good time. I don't, I was like, there's other things happening on screen right now. So people have seen me stream a lot in the last couple of days. We will talk about our thoughts on everything. Uh, Travis, I need explanations about everything happening on screen. And if you are an audio listener, we have Ty Guy Travis. Please go find this on audio if you're, or video. Yes. Ty Guy Travis in a tuxedo. I'm pretty sure holding a flute of champagne. So Travis, yes. take it away, sir. Yeah, well, I don't know if you guys knew this, but my wardrobe over the years has been purely determined by how good Destiny is at the time. <laughs> um, and, that makes uh, a lot of sense, actually. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Yes, so yes. now, you guys didn't know this, but the entire year of The Taken King, I wore this every day. And then it sort of kind of went up and down over the years, but now I'm back at the tuxedo. Um, mm. So, yeah, it's been a great week. We eat now here. Oh, we eat now here. Oh, it's been good. <laughs> this dead game been, is delicious. <laughs> it's been absolutely delicious, like a like a Woo! glass of champagne, fluid of champagne. So, uh, drink yeah, up, boys. It's been very good. Shall I introduce our guest here today? Yes, please. Yes, do. Please by do. all means. Okay, oh, yeah. I'd like to introduce our guest, but first, I actually have a little bit of a personal story mm -hmm. I thought that I would share um, with the group here. Let me uh, see if I can find it. He it's won't great. be getting into. I have no <laughs> idea what's happening, everybody. This is we're off the rails. We're no, off this the rails. is great. So somebody uh sent me some codes for uh emblems in Destiny. They just sent me some codes here. I got it on Twitter. Um and I, I was so surprised. I was like, oh, thank you so much. Like these are these are the codes that you get for emblems that you maybe you get on the store or whatever. And I said, yeah. Oh, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. And he said, No problem. Always a pleasure. Uh Thank you so much for the content that you've produced. It's helped me a lot for years. Uh, I miss seeing you on Fireteam Chat and hope that you were doing well. And I was very touched by this. Okay. And then he ended it with, thanks, Mr. Tassie. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> so, uh, just wanted to share that as the intro for our guest, Paul Tassie, here. Um, so what you're saying who, is you owe me some codes. What I'm saying is that, I used some codes mine. before. <laughs> I'm saying I probably owe you some codes that I used that were supposed to be on you. How, how would uh, that have happened is, is, is I, what I I'm have, wondering. Is it like Travis no and Tassie? Somebody no got an email link kind of disconnected yeah. or something? Maybe he just I thought we were each other the whole time. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he just thought you were Paul Tassie the entire time of our team chat. He never read the names at the bottom. Possibly. I don't know. You. I don't know. So maybe, maybe he really was trying to say you meant a lot to him. We'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> we go with that. That is hilarious. But anyway, uh, I, I think that serves as, as much of an introduction as you'll need to, to welcome our honored guest, Paul, friend of the show. Former fire team chat member, possibly future fire team chat member, if we huh? can get our what? stuff together. We'll see. Um, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we're trying to that that one's also going to be coming hot in hot, like the get, twab we don't even have yet. We don't I'm have that. Yeah. I'm refreshing. Well, Bungie like just posted something yes, about they did. Ukraine about donating money from Game to oh, Give uh, for the next 48 hours to them. Yep. Okay. Um, so, so that's I, nice. Yeah, I can read it. Uh, our hearts and our. 
Our hearts are with our friends and families by the events affected by the events in Ukraine. We'll be donating 100% of the proceeds for the first 48 hours of our game to give drive to humanitarian aid uh, to humanitarian oh, aid efforts going in response to the conflict. Uh, and there's different links for direct relief, voices of children, and international rescue committee. So check the link out. Very good things. Obviously, if you guys aren't paying attention to the news, there's um, some issues mm-hmm. going on in the world. So an issue, yeah. It's like war, yeah, yeah pretty, pretty much a war. war. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was. Um, yeah, it escalated yesterday. So say the yeah. least. Mm-hmm. Trying not to get so too much into the twop. This one, yeah, yeah. It's like I'm <laughs> guessing. Honestly, they. I was honestly but wondering that's, if that's they fine. weren't going to do the twab because yeah, we already yeah, have yeah. enough to talk about. There's probably not too much besides, yeah, some things are broken. We're working on them. We know it. Yeah. And other than that, um, yeah. So I didn't think about that, but yeah, lots of uh, lots of yeah. brands are doing a uh, social media silence today, including possible. Yeah, they could be internally maybe try to make a decision, maybe mm-hmm. not to to yeah. do it in in lieu of the events. That's a possible. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think about that. Probably not too much crucial that they need to tell us that we don't already have in our hands as it is. It's not like, hey, by the way, here's Void 3.0. You've been playing with it for a couple of days, so, right? And they might not want to celebrate, be like, oh, we got all these concurrent players and right. like, you know, all yeah. this good because it's all good news, obviously. So yep. maybe they'll just yeah, maybe they'll hold off. Yep. Yeah. But. Plenty to talk about. Plenty to talk about. Well, it has been. um, So before we get started, I wanted to see if I can have a little fun with the podcast. Now, with those of you that are listening, um, spoilers. If you're wondering about that, we are going to keep spoilers to as much of a minimum as possible, especially like second half of the story, anything much later, any big reveals, anything of that nature. We will do that and give you guys kind of an audio warning for it. I will also try and possibly cut in. It might sound weird. to be like spoilers at whenever. So if you want to jump ahead or skip it, you will know. But before we get to our discussion about the giant expansion of Witch Queen and season of the Risen that launched recently, I wanted to ask and see because I've heard a lot of amazing comments and things on Twitter and stuff like that. And then a little while ago, we also got a game that had some fun comments and things with regard to my hosts. And I wanted to say, if you had to pick one or the other, Destiny 2 Witch Queen campaign, Halo Infinite campaign, what do you pick? Ooh. Ooh, that's interesting. Witch Queen. Oh, come on. That's, that, that's interesting. <laughs> Look, I didn't, Halo I didn't Infinite was fine, but no. I mean, granted, this is some amount of bias, just given how invested I am in Destiny, but I got to say Witch Queen in terms of how it moved the story forward. Like, I, I, I had fun during Infinite, and, like, there were some good moments, but, like, to me, Infinite, just in the grand scheme of the Halo universe, kind of felt like either, like, like a postscript to Halo 5 or, like, a an intro to what would have been Halo 6. Like, you don't really make that much progress, I don't think, over the course of that story, and I, I, I don't know. I, I think there's more to come with, with Infinite and, like, kind of as an ongoing story, but I, I don't think they're particularly close if you ask me i just i know i had some pretty high marks from my other hosts so that's why i wanted these two to see if they can make a call but before we do david james oros hey guys big fan long time listener which queen was great just like all of you i'll post my ign score later this week ign is important glaive news and then also two dollars always be glaven (laughs) <laughs> he is a huge Glade fan. Shout out to DJ, man. Yeah, we no been rocking him. We've been rocking and rolling. commenting on every post I make on Twitter about Glaives. <laughs> yes, he's a huge fan. Glaive huge evangelism. Fan. Yeah, I mean, yes. I'm in that camp Paul. too. Paul's doing the oh, same yeah. thing. No, they're so Paul. good. I just, I just be legendary with the Glaive. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't I'll, use, I'll go on a whole rant about Glaives later. Yep. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Okay, so yeah. let's go Cognito first. 
Mm-hmm. What's your? I gotta oh, know you, Xbox guy, <laughs> Destiny guy. You trying to make me pick between my kids? And yes, all exactly. Right. I thought it'd be so hilarious. Here's the thing: the context. Paul said it best. Halo Infinite is a return to form. Halo Infinite is them getting back on track. But the reality is, five. You know, there was some things that narratively people didn't desire, including myself. <laughs> so to me, this was like making things right having a cohesive thing now we're setting up you know the future for for halo that's fine destiny is like which queen is like endgame like this is like all the narrative threads built to this moment and i don't know if we're going to touch it but it's like we, i mean we're not going to spoil yeah we won't but spoil the execution later. and the scale felt earned like this 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 led to what i felt for the most part great execution and this is bungie storytelling for the most part you know a tier so i i, I sorry okay <laughs> so, no okay sorry, like, let I'm me see queen, before like. i give it to travis let me ask you this then because i knew that yeah. kind of might be the way this goes is mm-hmm. this the best campaign from bungie Ooh, that's a good one that's a good one I, now it's new it's fresh i don't want to recently you know, i want to be a prisoner of the moment because i just did it i mean man it, it, it's it's really good though it's really good the, the reason why it's still incomplete, and, and again, we talked offline. Rain. Yes, because <laughs> at the end of the list, we know, Paul, we, Paul, we talked. We know Bungie's going to make a great raid. I'm not worried about the raid being not great. Is that part of the campaign, though? I consider it. it if I, the story I, ties to it, like, well, I mean, Last Wish. I think so. Last Wish mm-hmm. in, I would say, like was the kind of final piece of where the campaign led to. It, it was part of the story, I would say, in my head. Everybody least. reviews it differently. I, I Just my personal review, I feel like I've always hated when the raids were disconnected and they had really no narrative continuity. Like when Taken King kind of introduced that and the Forsaken continued, that is huge for me. And I'm pretty confident this is going to lead into it, but it's just a matter of, okay, we do have Taken King out there. We do have, you know, the Last Wish raid that led from the Dreaming City and how that was so well done and woven. So we just got to see the execution and what happens. But incomplete, I can't I can't say that yet Fair until enough. I get that. So, But as far as the, your first question, yeah, I got to go with the recency bias that I got to go with. Travis? I'm curious for Travis because Travis loves both too. Yep. Those are his children. Yeah. I love both both of them. I'm super deep in the lore of both of them. And uh, so my high marks for Halo Infinite were sort of two prong. I actually, I really liked the campaign, but, uh, and especially the fact that it changed its formula up and was open world and all that stuff. But uh, not a lot of the reason I loved it was due to its story, particularly. Um, and I think that's just because the Halo story and the Destiny story are both really convoluted and unless you keep up with them they don't really make sense to you and i'm sure most people probably aren't going to get a lot of the witch queen campaign regardless just because if you're not a, if you're not really in the lore it's it's hard to follow and I, that's evidenced by the fact that i played it with somebody who's super not in the lore and they were kind of like well what's going on like a lot of the time you know uh, <laughs> yeah so it, it, it can be hard i actually think halo and and uh destiny have that problem in common so, so but, Bungie but has that reason, problem. <laughs> yeah, part of the reason that I thought Halo, yeah, part of the reason I thought Halo Infinite was one of the best packages you could get is because the multiplayer was also like almost flawless. Like it was like incredibly good and and as a package is a great game. But uh I would say it's really hard to compare the two. If you're just going by story, I would say Witch Queen definitely has it. Like like to Paul's point, uh Halo Infinite is a lot of setup. It's kind of like the first chapter and 
Destiny benefits from having years of setup and also a live service where they can kind of build it incrementally yep. over the week. So I would say when it comes to story, it's better in terms of the actual like gameplay during the campaign, probably Halo, honestly. Uh, and that's just because I think the the Halo sandbox and mechanics and shooting are just like top notch. But the, it like it's hard to know what you mean when you say campaign, because like if, if you would consider the raid part of the campaign, which I wouldn't, uh, then then that's like a whole separate conversation of like. You know, is there end game in the Halo Infinite campaign? Like, yeah. no, not really. You can play Fine, on legendary, but, but yeah, it's kind like, of even it's taking really that out. Yeah, we're really comparing apples to oranges. I'm I'm a critic in that I can I tell you if a game is good or bad, but I I'm really not accustomed to comparing a game to another game. That's not really like in my skill set, I guess. But uh, they're both fantastic. I think we can agree, and they're both yeah, absolutely. They're both, absolutely. They're both high marks for uh the studios that made them. Um, I would say. I would say Agreed. it's not the best campaign that Bungie's made, though. I, I still think that goes to Halo 2, personally. That's a, okay. That's what I was like. I thought that'd be a fun kickoff just because I know, like, huge Halo fans, Bungie campaign's been through a lot, so I just thought it'd be a funny one to kick off. Uh, I want to go to Paul first, as now we'll talk into Witch Queen, and whether it's 30,000-foot view, your favorite thing so far, at this point, we are going to bounce around everywhere, so I am sorry for those who just look gush. forward to, to timestamps. Paul. Yeah, just just let it out. Um, if you have already haven't done it in your you know, 20, 30 minutes of videos that you've done already. Well, I was going to do a TWAT video today, so I didn't do one. <laughs> so I got plenty, plenty to say. Uh, so just kind of a, an overview of where I'm at. I did my first run-through on normal, just really quick. I wanted to get through all the story beats before people started spoiling it for me which was bound to happen. Uh, so I did that on day one. I just wrapped up a legendary campaign run solo on my Titan. It's nice. a second run um, as of like an hour ago. And so I got that experience. I have done the Parasite Exotic quest and my highest character is only like 15, close to like 1530, 1527, something like that. Yep. Uh, so I haven't progressed some of the other higher things that you need to be like closer to 1554. Um, I've gotten pretty deep into the throne world leveling up. I just unlocked the ability to do like master, uh, well, heroic legend and master campaign missions, which is, is really like interesting. 13. Nice. Is that where you are? It's 13. I'm yeah. like the exact um, same spot. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 And, Cause you get a lot of XP running the campaign itself. So that really helps level you up. Oh, interesting. Uh, so that's kind of, yeah. I, I've experienced a good amount of this, obviously done weapon crafting only have used void 3.0. Uh, I am deeply, deeply impressed with, 99.9 of every percent of everything I've seen here. Uh, I I certainly think this is we can do debate like Bungie or Halo or the grand history, but this is Des this is Destiny's best campaign. Yes, certainly. For sure. I, I, I don't think it is yeah. especially close. Like I, I know everybody <laughs> loves the Taken King, and I think the Taken King is a very good expansion, and it was a totally transformative experience um for Destiny compared to obviously vanilla. So, like, the difference between Taken King and Vanilla D1 was probably bigger than the gap between last yeah. year of Destiny 2 and Witch Queen. But last year of Destiny 2 was awesome. So, you know, it's it's the, the series itself has progressed to a point um, where, you know, those kind of huge leaps forward in quality are, are hard. And yet, I, I still think they managed to do a lot of that here. And the decision to focus as much as they did on the campaign and the campaign missions, and still there's a bunch of bonus stuff even besides that happening... Uh, I think that was absolutely the right call. I think everyone is very, very satisfied with how the campaign went, uh, both narratively in terms of, we'll get into that later with the story stuff, but also in terms of how it plays. Um, people were really, really enjoying their legendary playthroughs of it. Uh, I'm not really a big like 
solo dungeon person, like, and, you know, try this encounter 300 times and tear your hair out. This was like the right balance of, of challenge to me. Like, I, I, I'm not that hardcore, but I, I still don't really love that you can just steamroll through a story and just like, you're almost like sp- you know, sprinting through it. Like it's a strike or something. And I, I liked having to play tactically, having to think about the builds I was using, but it's still not so difficult. That it's like, okay, you need to be in like, you ha- need to have the GM meta build to like get through it mm-hmm. and like perfect teamwork. Um, you can do it solo. I did it solo. You know, I, I've heard all sorts of different loadouts that people have used to, to make it to the end. Uh, I had my buddy, the glaive with me the whole, the whole time, <laughs> I can get into later, but uh, I think it was, it was very important, both in kind of the scale and the scope of the campaign and the fact that they designed it around being played over and over again, because it's not just a legend run. Now, again, this is a farmable activity for pinnacle drops for weapon crafting materials and things like that. So it, this is something we're going to keep coming back to. And like, it's crazy to me that you couldn't replay the yeah. past story campaigns. Yeah. A lot of games are doing this now. Yeah. Halo Infinite, you can't replay the campaign, like going back to individual missions or things. So it this is They're not the most it. common thing anymore. So I, I think this is, it was kind of a risk because if, if the campaign didn't deliver, then all that work would have been kind of pointless. And we'd be like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to play that again. Like forget yeah. it. But I think it really, it really paid off and they did a fantastic job. So that'll be my, my intro thoughts here. <laughs> Travis. Yeah. Um, I generally agree. I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, the Taken King was the biggest leap forward Destiny will probably ever get, but that's mostly due to the fact that Destiny Vanilla was not great. Um, aside from the, the the raid, the notable exception of the raid, it was in a really bad spot and they fixed a ton and made it more of an RPG. But I think, as, you know, in the age of incrementally better Destiny expansions, the Witch Queen is without a doubt the best campaign. Uh, it's got the best... Um, economy that we've seen in a while like things are kind of stable you know you're getting uh it's fun to do things like grind the deep sight uh weapons and i find myself you know in the past i wasn't really looking for the god rolls but now i'm i find myself grinding the uh wellspring activity because i want to get the tarnation to drop as a deep sight weapon right so that i can uh craft my own one and then level it up and so there's sort of like a very cool loop for the hardcore people Really, my only complaints so far are, you know, it's one of the buggier Destiny releases, similar to Beyond Light. It's got some things that are a little bit wonky and, uh, you know, certain ac- activities have glitched out on me and stuff. And uh, and then the second thing is that just that the economy is extremely unapproachable. Like the game is, is probably as unapproachable as it's ever been in its current state, just because it's got now weapon crafting is like yet another layer of like crazy complexity on it for people that haven't played it. And it's really hard to understand the story if you haven't kept up with it and all of those things. So and yeah, there's I think like really, six currencies. I was wrong. So yeah, they're, they're playing to, <laughs> they're, they're playing to their, uh, their, their core base, I, which I think is great. And, and for people like you and I, we're going to eat it up and, and, and be really happy. But I do worry about uh, new players trying to figure it out. I'm also, as always, I'm annoyed by some small things. Like I really hate the fact that I can't see, how much uh, uh, ruinous alloy I have. I was just going to say that. I was like, is there no place to check that? There's no place to check it in the menu. Maybe they're trying to cut down on the clutter. That's the only thing I can think of. I I, I don't understand the reason why, but yeah, it's it's really a bizarre choice and it it, it adds to the confusion because then now you're grinding for this material that you don't even know what you have. You have to go back to the relic to check if you have enough for it and it's crazy. So I, I have like little complaints by that, but like, on the whole, the story was 
absolutely fantastic. It was so good to see them using some of the lore that they've been building up for years. Um, the game plays extremely well. Uh, I, I have a hard time using the solar or arc subclasses now. I'll tell you that. Like, yeah. those are, Bro, those are I brutal. Like, them brutal like, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I've used both of them since uh, the, the DLC came out because I just kind of wanted to compare, you know, and, and contrast. And like, you know, you throwing hammers feels awful. Like, it's like so much worse than than using the, the, the new classes because they're so much more. <laughs> Void uh, overshield titan wall is just like. Oh, yeah. I thought that's yeah. like. I, I went to my arc subclass. I put up a wall. I'm like, oh, damn. Yeah. So I don't know. I have no idea how they're going to make those yeah. relevant. And I'm very curious to see what they do. But I mean, one of them six months away from right now, probably, it seems yeah. like. So it is. Yeah, probably. It's going to yeah, be a probably, bit. They said they said they're going to do all three over the course of the next year. Right. Is that what they're. Yeah. Their plan. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so. I, I'd be surprised if it was. Well, we don't even know how long this season is technically. Three months. Yeah. They said May 24th. They, oh, they did say that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I it's on that, the totally. Risen stuff. Oh, yeah. okay. okay. But there's no, there's no there's roadmap supposed, yet, right? Like actual there's not roadmap. a roadmap. They stopped doing that, but yeah. they, uh, I think because they kept making promises and then having to push them back. But They were uh, usually pretty good about hitting roadmap targets, I thought, better than most yeah. other games. Well, there, there <laughs> yeah. are things that were on the roadmap that they still haven't done, like uh, the adding the catalysts for the ones that weren't there. And Oh, oh yeah, I just yeah. meant like the seasonal roadmap, not like the overarching. Oh, like, I know what you're talking crap, about. This we have the to photo, get done roadmap. The photo. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I was talking photo, about yeah. the I was talking about the old romats they used to do. We're like, no, we're gonna no, do this no, by no, June and those. stuff. Those were awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we, we don't have a roadmap. But uh, the the one thing I will say that is like the big thing that I think that 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 is a knock against the Witch Queen is the stuff it doesn't have. That's like like it doesn't do anything for for Crucible. It, it the the oh. gambit fixes I think are not sufficient. Like the I stuff that the stuff it. that sort of I haven't even yeah, gone. Yeah, I played it. It's yeah. The, the fact that the fact that the know. strike playlist is still pretty limited and contains the old strikes and there's just stuff that like is still wrong with Destiny. Was Battlegrounds right? alright in it? How's yeah. Battlegrounds in there? Was, I, was I like right? that they added the Battlegrounds. It's at least something. Like, okay. and they took yeah. the champions out and they're just yellow bars now. And like, okay. yeah, it's it's certainly a good idea. Um, mm. But obviously, we you know we would just like more more strikes and more exactly. Maps yeah. Like Empire Hunts should it, still be in there. I'm gonna stand by that one. I'm with you. I agree. I, agree I don't know that. why they're not yeah. in there. I was like, it's, yeah, a year it's, old part, it's part of Beyond Light, I think. So they don't want to like give the that separation. Away. It's paid, it's yes, yeah, that's the free Maybe content. they will someday. I mean, they're probably going to make Beyond Light free at some point. So that'll yeah. be a few years. Um, yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. That, that's sort of that's sort of the like if you're just looking at the content that that is like the meat of this expansion, and you're just looking at the the content that you're playing, the campaign, and the exploring the open world. It's it's fantastic really hard to be it's more the the ecosystem around it and the stuff that still is in kind of a dire state that i'm that i'm you know more critical on but yeah i i have very few complaints about the content i've played so far which is which is great cog yo they did it man they did it they did it for me um i've just fired it up and the first thing i thought about was ue in this in the sense of the storyboard stuff and i'm thinking of a new player who let's be honest you know, Destiny's lore, especially Hive lore, could get really yeah. intense. And I love the setup of, okay, how did we get here? What's going on? And then we, we dive in. First thing off the bat, um, the skyboxes, some of the things that you see in the throne world, a lot of decadence, a lot of elegance. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it was really cool. A lot of transitioning between different worlds and sandboxes that I really liked. As far as 
like uh, Paul said, it, I went immediately to Void because I said, you know what? I'm going to put it on Legendary. I want to really test 3.0 to see how effective it is on this quote unquote nightfall level, you know, kind of uh, difficulty. And I was very impressed. It was that perfect balance. And this is what we've always wanted, because the problem with Destiny prior campaigns, as good as they are, when you go through and steamroll and you squash, it doesn't feel good. And then on top of that, you can't replay it. And to Travis's point, I did encounter some really awful bugs where, you know, you got the boss and I glitched out and I'm like, no. And then what was so cool, we were so nervous because some of those mechanics in these fights were really intense. You know, especially there's a guy when you go down and he's kind of circling, he's kind of giving you D1, um, what is it, Ala Ghoul in the in the dark kind of thing. But dark, um, the dark blade. Yeah, give you dark blade vibe. There's one part that encounter was pretty, pretty brutal. But the thing about it that I love that the glitch happened, and when I went back. I, I was so happy to see almost like that raid three quarter length circle yep. saying that you're three fourths of the way and it went right back. And I say, yes, yes. Checkpoints. So yes. checkpoints. The, the the campaign is meaty. It is meaty. These stages, they're long, they're lengthy. Um, the characters that you, you, you face are great. And the, the thing that I realized the difference with the story, with the Lucent Brood having the light is transformative because- you have tactical decisions you have to make now on the battlefield. If you take out that hive, you know, that's using thunder, that's a witch or whatever, first, and they're protected and you don't get to that ghost and finish that ghost, you end up cursing yourself. <laughs> like, you've got to be tactical. And that's the part I was just smiling. I'm like, okay, this is truly transformative. Not just, okay, yeah, they're using our powers, but if you don't finish them, it can be really detrimental to you in the mission. So story, Lord's phenomenal. I got to shout out my Void Locks. 3.0 is shining, E. I'm loving it. You know, I'm using the um the Rift of Devour almost as a weakening for bosses. Yep. So I'll DPS, set up the weaken effect, you know, going to that. Shout out to having melees that can do the volatile effect that can blow people up. Uh, again, what Paul was saying in reference to different builds and loadouts, the glaives are outside. I see people with the glaives. I actually went back to an old school edition code with blinding grenades and kind of really stunning people. But I just felt the difficulty, everything felt earned. And then when I got to that ending part, and obviously we're not going to do spoils and stuff like that, I'm like, okay, I see where they're going. I'm getting my end game moments. I'm getting characters that I'm new characters, older characters, a lot of stuff. I still, I have one complaint though, as far as. I would have liked some of the end game characters, some of them to be more voiced when they were all on screen. Yeah. But that's just a nitpick. But other than that, man, look, they did it. And as far as the um the actual like uh weapon craft, I didn't dive too much into it, but the system so far, okay. I, oh, I gotta get them though, Trav. Can they stop? yelling at me, taking up 30 to 40% of my screen <laughs> to tell me, make sure yeah. you go and inspect the glaive, then use the deep resonance. I'm like, okay, Bungie, okay, can I get this off my screen? Yeah, <laughs> it well, it's funny because one of the main problems of Destiny right now is that it's a, it's really hard to learn how to play the game and their solution to doing it is like, what is it really obnoxious and probably not super <laughs> helpful to the people who need to learn it. So, yeah. yeah it, it's yellow, but I give it to you. Yeah, I got so much stuff, but the overall consensus is they did it. This is yes, by far, in my opinion, 
the best campaign. I, I was so satisfied. And yeah, I'm looking forward to where this is going to go. But yeah, I'm curious, man. I saw you rocking. So you rock like where? Yeah, you, you're the soloist. So I'm curious, too. Yeah. So first thing, uh, took my Titan, soloed the whole thing on Legendary from the start on stream. Mm. Uh, it was about 12 hours, I think, from the go for me. And basically, I was like, I, want, I don't know what I'm going to face in any encounter. So Arbalest was my crutch. Any shield, I was covered. <laughs> Didn't matter what it was. Uh, I ended up using a bow. Just I love bows. Whenever Bungie put bows in Destiny, they like they have been attached to to my hip because it's that high damage point on miners, and I can always usually get that crit. They do have a lot of aim assist. Don't don't give me sometimes so much aim assist they will hit a wall even though you're trying not to hit like you're trying to hit a leg. Um. So and then just ascendancy. So I had which the bow? tracking rocket launcher. Uh, I had Wait, my threaded bow? needle for most of it. And okay. then if I needed, if it was more hive than arc, my wolf tone draw, I've got like frenzy mm. and archer's tempo on that thing. And it's kind of just perfect. So that was basically my loadout for the entire thing. I never really took much of it off. I just switched between a couple bows, rocket launcher and arbalist the whole way through void 3.0 the whole way. Did you use upgrade modules? Oh, hell yes, I used upgrade oh, modules. Oh, we gotta get him, Travis. We gotta get him. He is You know what's funny? Whoa. I was using upgrade modules the whole time. They were throwing so many at you. Yeah, there's, there's so many they give you on Legend That's the defense. right move. It's the yes. right move. Shout yeah. out to Bungie. I'm sorry, yes. I gotta cut no, you. No. That was a Shout out to Thank you. That was for me. The double chest <laughs> and giving me two upgrade. Let me stay stylish. I was so happy. Oh, I, I was so proud to hear you say that. Continue. I just continue. wanted to make sure my weapons came with me. They were more important. But yeah. <laughs> yes, no, I was, exactly. Yeah. I was upgrading weapons, right? constantly. Yes. Um, I, I mean, I probably did it to a point where I was upgrading too much we where I went him. to go buy some more. Mine was not about looks. Mine was just like keeping everything up to level because I was going legend solo. I'm like, I need to be as high as possible. That was my main reason to make sure I was up to level. Mine wasn't um, about looks either. It was but just it's it's hard it's hard power cap though, so you couldn't like over level. Yeah. You could only get to yeah. the point where it was like the minimum for the next one, I think. So it wasn't yeah. like a yeah. ton of ton, but yeah. There was you want to you want to keep the, your uh, your build, your stats, your build, your intellect, yeah. and yeah. your discipline yeah. and all. You're that. right. I didn't do the armor. I, did, I listened to you with armor, but I did what you said. Yeah. It was that that efficient build. Continue. I'm sorry. No. Uh, and then it was just like the big jump from three to four. It went from like thirteen fifty, like fourteen twenty, like that was like the one big jump, and everything creeped. No, I mean. We went through it live on stream, had a huge number of people watching that day for me, at least. I mean, obviously not like glad with thousands of people, but I mean, I enjoyed every minute of that thing. The the lore, the voice acting, some of the people that we got introduced to, uh, new characters, as you said, old characters, the way the lore was done to get in. As we said, the, the animated storyboards, we talk, I've said it multiple times, we got more of those. You get to see the history of, you know, the main antagonist. We get more there. The cinematics. Dude, like off Bro. the charts for Cliff Destiny. Scene. Cliff scene. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I mean, I, I, mean, I know that's, that's Cliff is not, that is as non-spoilery. As you I know, can get. That, but yes, <laughs> that's, that's Cliff. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there were. Yeah, the I will say yeah, Deborah Wilson, amazing, amazing job. Shout out to her. She was also Paul blowing it so. up on Twitter. Uh, yeah, Deborah Wilson on Twitter got called to do quite a few. Been personally <laughs> insulted by Sabbath in here? No, <laughs> no that's yeah. yeah. So. 
That was that's 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 true. Shall forever be known as Paul Grassi. Yep. yep. We will. <laughs> until forever until the next meme that comes up. Yeah. 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 True. The little true. <laughs> that was like extra. And I was like, ow. That wasn't even part of the joke. <laughs> yeah. No, that wasn't even that wasn't even in the script. She just yeah, saw she a photo just of you that. and she ad-libbed that. Yeah. 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 That, that was, was pretty. Um, but yeah, I mean, going through the journey. Um, had a couple of random deaths here and there, but like the checkpoints were really nice. It wasn't rally banners. It was like campaign banners. So you're going into basically every encounter, full That's ammo, perfect. which never had to worry about, which was amazing. Um, what did you think the hardest part was in legend solo? Oh, good question. good question. For me, the finale. Yeah. yeah the finale tough. Okay. Fast tough. Yeah. The third mission ghost is yeah. where I saw a lot of comments on my videos. Cause I gave like one of my first videos, just like tips on legendary. And a lot of them were asking, like, I'm dying. Which mission like, is that? It's three. It's the one in the dark. It's one in the dark with increased melee damage with this guy who slams the fire thing yeah. down at you. Oh, oh that oh, guy. God. So on Legend, that is We didn't not have that one. I died the most like, during that part. I still only probably died, like, I don't know, ten times in that. But that was, I was the hardest for see, me. See, that, that, that one, I didn't die at all. But I was like, I died many times to Sabbath. That's amazing. Yeah, I was like, that one I didn't die at all for whatever reason. Really? I only died. I only died once to Sabbathoon. It's See, the glaze. got me. So that was the funny. That's yeah. the weird thing when you talk to enough people. There's always like, you're yeah. good at this thing and this thing. It's like for me running. I've I've soloed the Dark Blade Strike too many times. I guess I'm just like kind of used to kiting and running. I was like, and yeah. I don't know. That's just one of those things. I was like, I kind of got the concept, but it was like there were moments where I was like that close. So I mean, it was more just like. Pucker real fast and hope you get through it. But um, yeah, it was close. But no, Sabathun, it was just a moment to where tried to get too aggressive. Okay, no. And then trying to figure out how much damage you could get in, then kind of figuring out the mechanics when it came to what was going on. But um, like just the whole journey through everything, as you guys said, Void 3.0 makes the other classes look, I don't want to play them. I, I want the, I mean, we get a tease of possibly what one of them may look like, but that's all I'm going to say. Um, one of the future subclasses without saying too much crafting is going to be, it's going to be a long grind, but it is nice to have a path for the hardcore. I think Travis said it well, the hardcore will have a path and then potentially even more so if you spend the time with something, but it is going to be, some of it's probably going to feel like a tedious journey. I can guess, but I do like the idea of it. Uh, the glaive has been fun. I've been actually leaning into that more after the campaign. Uh, and then we get into what's going on with the season and everything else. I mean, I'm, I'm over the moon for it. So, I mean, of course, like I would probably be able to have to nitpick at some, but I mean, for me, when I was wondering, I was like, what am I going to, what would I rate this thing for me? I would probably rate it like a nine. So, I mean, it's not perfect. It's a little rough around a couple edges. As Travis said, there's things, older systems that still need work, but for yeah. what we got, om like almost everything I could hope for. So, I mean, that's my you general top. I was going to ask all of you, um, how did you guys feel generally? Because I felt like there was a good diversity of mechanics in this one. But like, how did you guys feel? Did you guys feel like, hey, these are cool encounters? Just on a mechanic level, like, how did you feel overall as, as far as what they brought to the table? <laughs> they were dope. Well, there, there were mechanics, first of all. Yeah, like usually dude, I was so in, happy. In the story campaign, I did yeah. something they, they talked about before this, but and they said they were going to do this, but... You know, it normally campaigns, it's like the most complicated they make things are like dunk this orb in this very obvious orb dunking spot or defend against three waves of enemies while a door unlocks. Here, there were like Stand actual mechanics that you had to figure out or Google a guide if you really couldn't. But 
And those got kind of increasingly more complex as time went on. Like, I, I really like the one in the final mission where I won't get into spoilers yet, but it's right like before the final you, you, had, you had to like really like pay attention to symbols and like figure out how to yeah, navigate dude, this giant so cool. space. And they did not give you any hints really no at all. Hints. So that took, it was both combat, but also you had to figure out like what the hell was going on. And there, there are a couple sections like that, that I thought they did really well, but it's, it, you know, it was tough enough to be interesting, but not like obviously full raid mechanics that are going to like just yep. drive you nuts. Yeah. Did you guys have it, your, your little names for them? Snow Cone Star. Oh, no, yeah, I've had those since. Oh, God, what is that? Pit of Heresy? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got like yeah. ice cream cone and hamburger, and I've got like double equals, and I've got all my it's weird a, stuff. Yeah. Turret guy. Yeah, it's like apparently we do mm-hmm. actually have oh, a flop, so we will get to that. New rad. Thank you, brother. He's MVP in the chat. Wait, they really they actually did a swap? MVP in the chat. Yep. Uh, he might have actually tagged me in Discord because it's actually sometimes there faster. No doubt. Let's see. Let's there it see. is. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, okay. Well, that's a decently high overall. Necromancer, what's the biggest thing you feel missing from the Witch Queen expansion? You guys take that. I'm going to give a look over the TWAB to see if it's worth talking about. Biggest thing you think okay. might be missing, lacking, or just, you know, if you got a critique or something like that. Uh, the critiquer, Travis, you get to go first on that one, of course. <laughs> the critiquer. <laughs> uh, yeah, I kind, of already <laughs> talked, I kind of already talked about it. But yeah, the, the things that they're missing, I think, are the things that aren't the campaign. Like, if you're just paying for a Witch Queen campaign, that's great. But I, you know, I view kind of the big expansions as you're paying for this, this Destiny ecosystem for the next year, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. the thing that you're getting. And... The ecosystem we have right now is lacking in two thirds of the areas, right? Like the PVE folks are are killing it, and then the poor Gambit people are are dealing with the fact that their mode is basically abandoned, and also that they have to play Gambit. And then uh, <laughs> the the Crucible people uh, are still in the situation that they've been in for you know the better part of like two years, where there's not a ton of content geared toward them, and there's especially not any new content geared toward them. We have the promise of some new maps down the road, but yeah. none of that is in the game right now. So it's it's uh you know pretty minimal. Um, mm-hmm. Also, the sandbox is it's it feels weird to cri- to critique this, but it is a real criticism, which is um, the sandbox is very unbalanced right now. Like I said at the top, like you can't really play as Solar or Arc anymore because they're not on the three version, and that. That is weird. It's weird in Crucible when, when things get competitive, but it's also weird to see the lack of diversity in the open world. Everyone's using Void. Some people are using, uh, you know, the the um, Stasis, but no one's using Solar or uh, or um, Arc, and, and for a I reason, I saw someone right? drop a well in a strike, and I was like, whoa, what? Yeah, right? Yeah. What, You're like, what yeah. are you doing? It's so <laughs> weird, yeah, and and I think that is a that is a knock against the game, right? Like currently, the sandbox feels very unfinished, and and like you have to play it yeah. a certain way to really play it right. And I th- I think that's uh that's you know a fair criticism, but obviously they're going to change it. But but right now we're kind of not really there. So I I could go on. I I have I have uh, a fair amount of criticism about about the the game overall, but it's not really anything you guys haven't heard before, right? It's just the stuff that they haven't gotten around to fixing yet. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't have that much to say negative about uh, the content I've played. The yeah. Witch Queen is great. I am sad <laughs> that there's no secret secondary location. I was still 
hoping that there'd be something like that. But like some stuff died. may happen after. I think some stuff may happen after the raid, but yeah, probably yeah. not Possibly. a whole. Probably not a whole new location. Yeah, yeah, probably but not a whole new. The map location. is a lot Def- bigger. That's another thing we haven't touched on. The, the map is a lot bigger than I think it, it looks. Yeah, like yeah. it's. Yeah. If you just look at the actual map with the three zones, there's only one drop point. It looks kind of like the Dreaming City, but it is huge in yeah. all the areas that you go to for the yep. campaign and you go back to for different missions and things and they're you know different areas that unlock through the quests and stuff so i i think it is kind of deceptively large and it's not just like okay we got a new dreaming city section i think it is more substantive than that um in terms of my critique i may end up writing something about this so i well i'm very appreciative of many aspects of crafting some things with crafting are, are kind of weird up front here like this may change as the economy kind of evolves and stuff. But so I've already found myself running into, I've hit the currency caps on all of the alloys, the, the base ones, um, which, so it's like 250 for each of those. And as far as I can tell, the only way you use those, I, I'm pretty sure is for the advanced uh, perks or like sometimes you have to spend them for the streak of catalyst or something, but like, there's no other way to, to use those. And yet I have two ascendant alloys <laughs> And I, I only just maybe unlock something that can maybe start farming them. So like, I can't use any of this capped currency that I capped in, you know, a day and a half here. And I'm like, do I, do I put this stuff in my vault? Mm. Uh, and yet like the other currency that I need, the, the base one, the neutral element, I can't really get enough of that. And like, I don't have enough to craft everything I want for that because um, I'm, I keep spending it on things. And like, even unlocking one new perk is about, you know, a, a, a weapon and a half of deep sight. Uh, there's a lot of like kind of weird and annoying RNG things with with crafting. So like they they wanted to give like the crafting mechanic itself is not RNG, but so like I need this tarnation grenade launcher to progress uh, yeah. one of the end quests forward. That drops from the uh, whatever the activity is called. Um, wellspring? wellspring. Wellspring. That drops mm-hmm. from the wellspring on maybe defend days. I, I'm not sure how that rotates, but it was dropping for the past day. But I, I not only need it to drop, where it's a pretty low chance of a drop, I'd say one out of three or one out of four times, but I also need it to drop with Deep Sight, <laughs> and then I need the Deep Sight to be for the pattern, and then I have to get the pattern, like, so many like three times RNG. or something, so it's like, <laughs> it's it's still a good amount of RNG to even, like, get that baseline. And once I have that, like, great, okay, maybe I'm ready to go then, but getting that, at least for some of these weapons, feels a little bit odd. Uh, and then the final thing about crafting I'm finding a little weird is like it. So I, I got like a, a essentially a god roll of the the new pulse that can roll with um, it's it's Soros pulse can roll with a headstone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I got that. It's like I don't know four out of five at least. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, do I need to craft this? And like, so technically you do need to craft it because you're gonna you're gonna want enhanced outlaw and enhanced right. headstone. Right. But in order to do that, I would have to craft a Soros pulse rifle with garbage perks yep. and only use that pulse rifle until I unlock outlaw and headstone. And if I'm playing with the outlaw and headstone one, I'm not making any progress at one all yep. toward my crafted one. So like yep. it, it feels like all the weapons that are the same type should kind of contribute to the same pool somehow, but like it doesn't work like that. It's you have to stick with only the crafted one. So yep. what I'm finding now is like I have, crafted version of like three weapons on me at all times that are just truly terrible rolls until I can yeah. unlock the better rolled version of them. Even if I have another roll that has dropped already, that is, is a better role than the one I'm using. So like it's, it, it doesn't really mesh 
like R the RNG of, of random drops that the game has always had doesn't quite fully mesh with this new crafting system. And like, again, maybe this will get better as time goes on, but that's something I've noticed here at the beginning. Yeah, that's that's one of the things I've noticed. I've I've kind of had a complaint about. The other thing is that you don't really get to choose your weapons in in this expansion at all. Like whether you're using a deep sight weapon just to grind it up until you you can uh, you know grab the materials from it or whether you're using a weapon that you crafted that has perks that you do not want, that you're just trying to get through 30 levels so that you can get the version that you want, right? Like it's it's so much grinding. You're like, I, I, I constantly am finding that my loadout is not dictated by me. It's dictated by like what I need, right? Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I have mm -hmm. to use this glaive weapon because I'm trying to get it to 30. Yep. And I've got a deep sight weapon up here. And then my power weapon is a crafted weapon. So I need to keep grinding out that level. And it's just like, when am I gonna get to use the weapons I want? <laughs> I want to use. You feel like you're waste. You're wasting <laughs> activities. Or you're wasting yes. kills if you're yeah. using something that is yep. not I'm, contributing. I'm not wasting toward... good kills without my right. blade. Yeah. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I, I will say in, in Legend, like I just threw that out the window. I'm like, I nope. I can't be using whatever deep. Like I yeah. actually have to have a loadout for Legend. So yes. I yeah. guess maybe for like this gives this does give a reason for lower level activities to be, you know, Mindless. to get something out of them. Like I could just run strikes for the sake of. Yep getting through all my deep set weapons or leveling yeah. stuff. Whereas before running strikes literally had no purpose. So no. May maybe there's some benefit there in that sense. But I, I do see what you're saying. And like, I do feel that too, where it's like, I'm always just using kind of this random hodgepodge of weapons, unless I'm yep. like in a really difficult activity. I it's have like to cure sidearm pulse a little, rifle. Uh, it's a little strange. <laughs> yeah. Sidearm pulse rifle, grenade launcher, yeah. all with terrible perks. That's my loadout right now. So, yeah. right, cool. <laughs> Not using point. any special weapons. The good news like, is to extract weird. deep sight, it's like two activities, essentially, and then you're done. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna add, I, I know what mine's is. And we my my gripe, we called it when we found out how master working was going to change. Yep. Uh, and yes. <laughs> yeah, bro, I am very upset it's, with it's with helmet armor right now. Because it's like, uh, I, I sit there and I've got a stasis bill going. And I want to create orbs for my uh, Age of Scepter. And it costs three. So now I got to decide, okay, am I going to have Scavenger on the other side? Because you want Scavenger. Then you got other perks that's associated. And you literally cannot fit all of that in those two boxes. And I hate not being able to choose. It, 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 that pigeonholed in there. And then the cost, it, correct me if I'm wrong, E, doesn't it vary? Based on, um, somebody told me, I don't know if it's correct, but someone told me it varies based on the subclass that you choose or whatever that. But if not, even if it doesn't, I mean, it costs and for Void me. aren't going to cost any different. Okay, it's so they all cost the same. There, but there's certain things it's that are like different? hard. Yeah, remember. there can be like kinetic, there can be harmonic that matches with your subclass. There are different styles as opposed to just like Void yeah. or something. I haven't really dug I'm as much into those because... Yeah, I was like, it's. Yeah, I knew like, it was going to be a little worse. Like, it is worse. It is hundred percent worse. Like, I gave worse. up on orbs. I had to switch to elemental. Yeah, well, that's, because and I think it, it was that too might annoying be what they're leaning to to manage it. Yeah, and I think that was kind of their goal too. So yeah, I think the goal. Yeah, the goal was to get us off. You know, yeah. double scavenger, double finders, or whatever they were using. To protective light, light got nerfed into the oh, ground. Any, yeah, I, I took that off immediately. That was yeah. my build going in. For, for the campaign, and then I'm like, oh, well, this is pointless. So, yeah. So, like, I'm just curious because I haven't even really run it as much. Like, how much of a difference is it? How insignificant? Like, what what's the major change with protective light? That, it's that down to ten percent. It's down to ten percent. It was what fifty percent once you hit that low level. Wow. It was a big. It was really. Reduction. It was at least forty. It was forty. Yeah, 50, it was large, so. and it's down to ten percent. And then they swapped yeah. in. What is it? Font of 
tenacity it might be the yeah, one that gives you damage reduction. One. If you pick up a certain Stacks. well, and it, yeah. Um, then you get that damage reduction for a certain time. But it's only at that moment. It's not when you need it in that clutch. Hey, I'm about to die, die. when you need it the most. It's like on demand I, if you want to be aggressive, which in theory, if you're trying to you know push onto these Hive Guardians, I can see that having some kind of benefit if you got to go crush a ghost type thing. Mm -hmm. um, but on the other side, yeah, it is it is frustrating to see so much up potential in that helmet slot and know yeah. that you can't even really scratch the all the surface it's like i can be yep. kind of a jack of some trades absolute mm -hmm. master of zero i feel like i'm shooting myself in the toe and by messing with any it's yeah it's weird and where my my anger really hit its peak with that is that some of the artifact bots also go in that slot because there was some from like you know making more using uh uh melee and then you you can generate uh more what you call more power like it was it became this cycle of like there's literally four to five useful productive things in two slots and i hate that i am so limited now like that part really got me mad i think it's, it's the foundry mods the new foundry mods for the artifacts yes. that's the ones that extend too. the timers on yes. your foundry perks are in the helmet slot too so yeah. yeah, I want. I hadn't actually paid attention to where those go, but yeah, it's like um, honestly, most of what you guys have said is kind of touching. I'm I'm hitting that point in weapon crafting. I think I'm on the exact same. You said the tarnation. I need to craft yep. those too, and I just hadn't quite looked into where it is. So we're almost at the same point. But I've seen people like say the cap of the weapon crafting, the legendary alloys, not the exotic one, but it's only like two sixty or something. There's two fifty, yeah. two fifty or something, and you're like. So I get 12 every so often. Okay, I've been breaking some down, working on them. But then is we don't have extra vault space. So then is there the point I'm going to have red weapons that are completed but not actually pulled the resource out of, just stockpiling my vault so I have that stuff on demand if I need it? I've uh, wondered that too. Yeah, I'm like... I, I think it depends. I don't know what the neutral element cap is. That's thousands, like, I, it seems like. So that's going to be big. Right. So like I've even if I'm not getting the plus 12 anymore, I've still been extracting just to get the 200 neutral because yeah. I really need a lot of that. But I can see a point where you, you're you just going to get people stockpiling completed deep sites in the vault. And like, Lord knows, we do not have room for that. So and the other issue is when you look at the enhanced perks, you want to get to these enhanced perks eventually. And you guys have described the issue. I'm sitting there like, OK, I got to use trash weapon for 20 levels or 40 activities or whatever this thing's going to be. Who knows how long that thing's going to take to unlock. So you're going to use junk. Is it worth spending extra currency in the, in like on level eight to get some of the perks? Yeah, no, it is. I think it is. Travis. I'll never do it. Yeah, no, I'll I, I absolutely it. think it is. It depends on the perks. Like, yeah, it, but it, if, if you get the non-enhanced version of whatever enhanced version you're looking for, just get it. Like it's, it's worth it's not it. It that is literally, expensive. it's 300 currency. It is one and a half deep sight weapons which is not a big deal. And it will make this like much more, you know, bearable. Like when yeah. I put, when I put impulse amplifier on my glaive, uh, for instance, like I want advanced, you know, impulse, but it, that alone totally changed the whole concept of the glaive to me. And like, that was the best 300 neutral element I've ever spent. Did that so turn I, it into I, just like a like really fast yes. projectile? It's just beast. It's so fast. It, nice. it's, it feels like how I, I can't imagine using a glaive projectile without mm. it now. Like that wow. is, um, how much of a difference it is. So like that was one example. And then I put frenzy in the other slot and like that, mm. you know, that was 600 neutral elements. So that's three deep sight weapons. And like, I'm almost level 20 now. So I, I can get to all the unlocked perks I want, 
once I get more alloys, but I, I don't regret spending that to get to this point because of how much it made using that weapon in the interim a lot better. Cause like I had like unrelenting and like the shield tilting yeah. at windmills perk and like those, yeah. those don't do anything. Those, that was, was not good. So I'm waiting for level 30 on everything and I'm close is it to 30 it. Or it's 20. 20. It's I thought 20. it was 20. It's 20. I thought 20 is uh, the last frame. 20 unlocked. gets you the extra stat boost. 20 is where you yeah. cap out a weapon. That's like master working. I think is getting it to 20. Uh, Level 30 at our new friend, which we'll talk about oh, later, is a well, thing. Is, is 30, does that give 30. you, like, um, the ornament, the little gambit thing? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking okay. of. 30, give, 30 gives you the ornament, and the ornament has special effects. I need to look this up, because I, I was... I thought you had to go into Gambit. I don't know how to get the gambit. ornament or what it does. No, I thought you had to go into Gambit to actually earn it. It's not something you just yeah, unlock. Yeah, you do, but you, you can't apply oh, it to a weapon. you can't apply it until you get 10 more levels? Until you're, yeah, until you're maxed at whatever. Okay, think, well, so. okay. Fully Outside of weapon. cosmetics is 20. Yeah. Has, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the thing. It's like crafting is exciting because I know there's a path. If I get a pulse rifle, the Soros pulse rifle, stasis one, feeling pretty good. I'm like, I know there's a path where I eventually can get a good roll as opposed to having bad RNG for the next year, right. which for me does have a lot of potential. But then on the other side, as you said, the it is a rather tedious process to get there. Yeah. I did miss uh, one thing as well. Hot take, and this kind of covers basically the other thing that you guys may have touched on. Uh, the Liz with a $5 super chat. Crucible and Gambit will have minimal changes over the next two years. PBA has higher scaling for elite content, higher ceiling for elite content. Bungie will lean into that. And honestly, I think that's what this is probably showing too. It's like, I know we got like a Gambit rework. I haven't touched Gambit. For those of you guys that have touched Gambit, is it, how does it feel? <laughs> Minimal. The Gambit uh, expert, Travis, continue. I'm the expert? No, yeah, Paul should talk Gambit. about it. <laughs> oh, I'm going to talk about Gambit? Okay. I, I mean, I played enough to get the pinnacle on two characters, so that's six games. Um, so, okay. So the, the good things, I like what they did with the primeval phase. There is less just like insta-bursting of the primeval uh, now that you actually have to go. It's like Gambit Prime. You have to go around to the yeah. Envoy locations and kill them, and it, it slows it down. It gives a little more chance for counterplay. Uh, there is less invasion, I'd say, overall. Uh, but when there is invasion, now everyone is getting heavy ammo at the end of every section that's cleared. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the invader always has heavy whenever they need it. Um, some good changes are minor, like your dead teammates dropping half their moats is, is nice. Okay. Um, that's okay. pretty good. Uh, and it's interesting. with So with Void 3.0... And how, how everything is chain uh, volatile explosions everywhere. Uh, like, yeah. Yeah. sides are cleared almost by the time you can even, like, start getting over it. Like, because <laughs> everyone is running Void 3.0 and everyone has on, like, explosive whatever the mm -hmm, fragment yep. is. So th those are just getting cleared out altogether. But it's just, you know, they're, they're good rules changes. But, like, are they enough to be like, yeah, I really want to grind Gambit now? Like, probably not. I'm, it, what Gambit really needs is... Something like a significant shakeup, like the return of the prime roles. Like they, they said a million years ago, they're going to make no. those mods. Yeah. It never happens. Uh, they've still, we are still negative two maps into Gambit now. <laughs> they took two of the six maps away. So we need those back to start with. Uh, yeah. And we need more Gambit maps because like you can't have a core pillar mode with four maps. Like it just, yeah, yeah. it gets stolen. And like sense. they changed, they changed some of the enemy spawns. And like, I was like, Surprised that Screebs are back now. That was an unpleasant uh, thing to discover. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, so it makes it a little less samey because there's more enemy bio biomes, but it, it's 
it's still Gambit. It just feels a little bit more like Prime now, I, I would say. And the, the, the Prime Evil being summoned first is not like a death sentence. Freelance is good because there's not yes. four stacks uh, highly coordinated to just burst it down instantly. Um, but with like with everything else to do in the Witch Queen, like who's going to be playing Gambit anytime seriously? And the reason, you know, I'll, I'll yeah. play it in a couple months from now once I'm fully out of stuff to do so I can earn the little trinket. But yep. I, yeah, other than that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I got to agree with Paul. I think it's it's just not enough, right? Like, yeah. clearly this is kind of them just put it, dipping their toe into uh, trying to address the Gambit issue, but it really mm. isn't enough. And and they've kind of been doing the same, very similar treatment to Crucible for a lot longer. Um, it, in terms of the hot take that they will have uh, minimal changes over the next two years, I, I think, yeah, probably. But uh, I don't think that's good. I, and I... I disagree with the the saying that there's a higher ceiling for elite content if i'm even understanding what that is supposed to mean correctly but um plenty of games use pvp and have a very high content for uh or very high ceiling for elite content and in fact some games are only pvp and to do very very well with that i mean fortnite and uh apex legends and all those live service games do very well with it i think the potential with with those modes is simply just far less realized than PVE. People think of Destiny as a PVE first game, um, mostly because that's what it's been most successful at doing. That doesn't mean that that should be how it is. That's, you know, that's that's uh, thinking of it completely backwards. So uh, thank you for the super chat. It only costs $4.99 to be wrong, I guess. So <laughs> oh my. That's what I have to say. Trap. Yeah, really encouraging those, those donations. Yeah, yeah appreciate, yeah. Just appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to the Super Chats. You guys are the rock stars. Travis, on the other hand, we got to talk. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. I, uh, that money didn't go to me. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> He's putting up the fire. Yo, I do got to get at them, though, one thing. um, Console, at least for me, Xbox, I don't know what happened with HDR. But it looks washed out, and many people are complaining. There is a major HDR dull color look. Now, some of my friends, because I'm playing on the OLED CX, and I remember how vibrant this game would look. Like, this game yeah. is beautiful. And I'm like, yo, why it look washed out? Now, some of my friends who are not on OLED, they're like, yo, it looks better. It looks great. So there's clearly some HDR tinkering, and I'm looking at the twelve, and they talk about it. It's a, it's a bullet point. So I'm like, yes, because I knew I wasn't bugging. I was like, that game is a beautiful game, 4K HDR and OLED. So yeah, they work. Looks like they're working on it, working on the kinks, and I know we'll get into the twelve. But I had to mention that for OLED owners, it does not look pretty right now. Yeah, I will say for me on PC too, I've the the long-term playing causing... Are you on PC, Paul? I've, I've done both. Okay. Uh, the, the PC menu stutter and menu. lag is, is really rough all yeah. of a sudden. I never experienced that. Like, it, console, I've noticed a little slowdown as well, but on PC, it's like it, it, like hard glitching every time you kind of like go into uh, your, your yeah. inventory, which is... Apparently, there's nuts. issues where you can roll back your NVIDIA drivers and help some of the issues with that because the oh, recent okay. ones may have messed it up. But even for me, I'll be going on a sparrow and I'll jump on and move. And I don't know if something doesn't quite catch up, but the whole screen is like off fuzzy while I'm driving on a sparrow. Then if I slow down, it kind of like settles for a sec and then gets and then I can uh, go fast again, too. Uh, but yeah, that. the slowdowns, I got to a point. And then people have said, like, the longer you play, if things are really starting to chug, close down the game, boot it back up. And you kind of like mm. it. So I don't know if it's like a memory leak, but that I will mm. say is like when you said like the bugginess on PC, 
there have been, I haven't messed with HDR because I've been streaming. I can't do both at the same time. Right, right, right. Um, so I'll have to mess with that a little yeah, bit too. Or I'm maybe curious. wait, I'll be curious to see. But at least for graphics drivers and stutters and memory leaks and stuff like that, that is kind of a little yeah. annoying to a point where you're like, kind of want to enjoy this one. And all of a sudden I'm looking at my screen and like, feels like my mind just like shifted half a degree. I'm like, hold on. So it's just this weird looking screen for a second. And then that's the weird one I've seen. And I don't even know if it comes through on stream, but it's just this weird blur when I jump on a sparrow yeah. quick and go. And that combined with like the menu. And yeah, I want to just let me look at this thing in my menu and everything's just taking longer and longer to load. That's that's yeah, been definitely an issue. That. They definitely got some growing pains on, on initially with the launch of the small glitches. I know it's console specifically, you know, loading up, going between weapons, waiting to see for the perks to to, to pop up to see that there's that little bit of a chug there. So they, they work through the growing pains for sure. They, they definitely got some issues there. Yeah. Um, so Season of the Risen, since we did talk about a lot of Witch Queen and kind of the big content drop, we did also get a new season. Um, not too much with relates to spoilery, so you can kind of go into what you want to talk about there, kind of the cinematic, what we're doing a little bit, and anything that you guys have experienced so far, the new Battlegrounds, PsyOps Battlegrounds. Um, There's only one so far. <laughs> correct. One. Yeah, I did one. We don't have the roadmap, but I, I maybe it'll be one next week. I'm not sure. There'll be um, three. One for each of the uh, subclasses. The subclasses. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. So that would make sense. I mean, I'm I'm happy to see Battlegrounds back. I Battlegrounds were my favorite seasonal activity of last year. Me too. Uh, they yeah. do really great things with enemy density. Um, this continues that, uh, but with Hive, uh, this is a, a little weird with the like whole transport you to the mindscape and you fight savage yeah. clones and like then there's tons and tons of enemies but it's it's certainly fun um i, I thought it was funny in the beginning cutscene where Keitel's like hey you killed all my dudes in the opening mission i'm like those were your dudes like what yeah <laughs> why, why are we, we doing didn't, that? that's what we i hadn't. was saying i was i was playing with destin i was like why are we killing these cabal yeah. aren't these Keitel's like, people and he and he was like he was like we have an alliance with Keitel, travis shut up and then afterward like yeah. right after that we went and played that mission and she was like you killed my friends and destin was Oops, like oh, i a, guess you were right yeah did a, did a, uh, crime but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah that was that was confusing but um the armor sets are really sick even yeah. the base armor sets are so good i already yeah, transferred the titan one um i i haven't gotten a ton of the weapons yet but so far they seem good i it's it's a little hard to tell i'm still not even like fully um familiar with every new perk and stuff uh the the yeah. ability of getting resilience and damage oh, resistance on my, kill that's a good foundation that's perk. my joint yeah that's very yeah. good uh, mm -hmm. so that that's kind of a demonstration of what we're going to see I, every season is going to have one of these presumably for these seasonal weapons yeah and uh, i maintain they're going to bring back black armory weapons um and put a foundry mm -hmm. perk on that I'm 100% sure about that. I don't know when, but uh, but there's, there's not a whole lot really to, to go into the season yet because it, it kind of hards ending after the first um, Battlegrounds quest and you're just yeah. sort of, you know, you can grind levels and things, but there's it's time gated like most seasonal yeah, games are. So. Yep. Yep. Yeah, same thing. Uh, I, I played it, you know, play one of them. Pretty cool. You know, nothing like mind blowing but i i did like the weapons i did i like i got that um what was it the recurrent impact the machine gun yeah had that resilience trait i love it you know and now i think it's a 900 i believe yeah, yeah I think it's it's real, real quick. it yep. feels 
good. I got headstone on it and perpetual oh motion. Nice. I'm rocking, bro. So I, I did a stasis build with that. Um, armor sets look good. But um, yeah, like it's like the first thing I went when I went to the war table, I'm like, all right, let me see what I gotta do to unlock. It's like week two, you'll be able to do yeah. this. And I'm like, oh here we go. It's the you know, we're gonna extend West it, steps, which is fine. Yeah. I think it's like yeah, five weeks though, yeah. not like the full eight or whatever. It seems short yeah. because there's only it seems like a shorter set of unlocks or things, and maybe it's just because obviously more goes into Witch Queen, but it's weird to only have, I don't know if it's just a few weeks of story or things shift in another direction. Mm -hmm. but yeah, yeah. We're, we're in step seven of 28 after week one. So. Yeah. Yep. And then the, presumably, the you know. <laughs> no, you're right. The, the consolidation of the umbral engrams within the helm I thought was interesting. Like now, you know, before I'm so used to going to all the different and or having the past active seasons you know still listed so that's gone and now you have to page over and then you can do what is it the uh dreaming city arsenal there's another one for the armor and then there's one that requires the special currency which yep. is the third what's the third one name paul you know that third one i forgot that name of that third I, it's whatever the it's like a little little cape i, don't, I forget what it's called yeah. but it's it's yeah. the one to make seasonal weapons and armor right. but it's right. weird because there's that umbral section but then you go to rahul and Rahul's always like, hey, I can decrypt your umbral engrams into nothing. Like, and every time you go to Rahul, that comes up. And I had I didn't realize that you could exit out of that en engram screen. And then there's a whole bunch of other stuff. Like, that's how I figured yeah. out you could buy Ascendant Alloy from him. Because obviously, I have a bunch of umbral engrams at any time. Mm -hmm. So that's the mm -hmm. first thing that comes up. So I don't really understand why they're letting him decrypt umbral yeah, engrams. Because, because he can't focus them. I, I, it's, be it's because people were complaining that you... Oh, you had to go to two separate locations. Yeah, okay. yeah, you have to go to two right. separate. And I was actually one of those people. I agree with that. And I, but you can't I think focus them. <laughs> you can't focus yeah. them, which sort of defeats the entire right. purpose. But I it's will say, like sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you just I'm need to dump them out of your inventory. No. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess think, that's I think, true. I, I mean, I deleted a bunch, so certainly, yeah. Later in the season, you're going to be happy that you're happy that he did because you're just going to want to get rid of stuff once you have. Probably true. Yes. Yeah. I want to point out one thing. What do you guys feel about this shift from? When you when you dismantle blues and now um, Gunsmith gets reputation, it's his reputation. Now. How y'all guys feel about that? It's better. It's bad because blues still exist. But <laughs> yeah, I'm, I was like, I'm swimming it's, in blues. It's better and... than collecting weapons parts and then yeah. dumping them for whatever. Like, it's good. I think that it's a passive level up system. Like, I'm level six or seven already, just not really even paying attention to it. Uh, and that that's I think going to be a way to earn a guaranteed alloy every. 16 levels but that's a pretty decent amount of dismantling to get yeah. to that point um i i don't know i mean it's better but i i still maintain we need auto dismantle blue like one, once i hit 1500 it should be no more blues even like, like yeah well, even, no because blues I know, are still can, useful can slot to, fill a little no, bit but i was like stuff, but, but have like, the option to annoying. turn it off at 15 have an option right. to turn it off yeah. and at 1550 then you for sure never need another one because everything 50 yes. is when they should turn it off for yep. sure. Yeah. And then Whatever. shout out to it's the Liz. turn it off at some point. <laughs> yeah, shout out to the <laughs> That's Liz fine. coming back Paul strong, by the way. Wow, Trav. To elaborate, my opinion, there will be more dev time and effort geared for better and harder PvE content than PvP. Not sliding PvE PvP elite players. We've been told major PvP updates with none. So Yeah, see, you guys yeah, uh great. you guys uh criticized me for being hard on the commenter, <laughs> but look, I just tripled your money. You know, so you're welcome, buddy. That's the uh, uh, no, uh, that's playing against I, the house I, I, right there. Apparently, they win sometimes. Yo, clad IOP is <laughs> right. in there, man. Shout so out to the list. Shout out to Black Eyes. Listen to the guy in the tux. I think is the takeaway from this. <laughs> so you're the dealer tonight. Gotcha. Okay, that's DJ. More like the waiter, but that's okay. Okay. Um, no, uh, 
I thank you for for your comment. Um, I I I understand and I agree that that will probably happen. Uh, PVE will will always be their their bread and butter. I think, especially with them making a different game that is probably going to mostly be PvP. It sounds like uh, just based on what we know about it. No. I think uh, PvP and Gambit will probably always take a back seat. I don't think that that's wrong necessarily, but as a uh, aspirational destiny is the chosen one type of person, I would like it to one day be the ultimate package of PVP, PVE, and Gambit, and just be able to do all these things very successfully and have separate teams to support these on a more regular basis at the scale that they do with their PVE world. I would love that. Uh, maybe I'm dreaming. They just got acquired by a big company, though, so who knows? Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe in a couple of years when this 10-year saga finishes up, you'll finally get a little PVP to let it live on a little while. you're dreaming about a dedicated Gambit team, but... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's probably a stretch. You know PvP, I, yes, but uh, Gambit. Listen, listen. If Gambit has like to die, <laughs> if yeah. Gambit has to die, so I can get my dedicated PvP team. Woo. You know what? Uh, the Dredgen's gonna have to fall on okay that sword that for too, me. Actually, yeah. So. Sinister, what up, Drifter's? Like, yeah. uh, what happened? And Shax is like, Goosh. keep drift, keep Drifter. <laughs> Just, yeah. I, yeah. I'm okay with no more Gambit. Honestly, send his rock away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. Uh, Void 3.0, very good. Campaign, really enjoyed everything. Season of the Risen, seems like it has very cool potential. I'm enjoying how it was like, here, here, it was almost like the perfect time when you go through the story, there's this like kind of little level gap. I'm like, oh, there's probably some stuff I should go do. And then you literally go check out that thing, do that, and you kind of come back and you're good. Like, so that's the, they kind of made that just a perfect little step to go talk. But when you got the, the few cinematics that we've had this time around, um, well, I'll save the big one for spoilers, but even mm -hmm. the one with Keitel. Yes. Her detail. Man, that is I think her yeah. model is probably one that whoever put that thing together and then rendered that video out. That is probably almost the most detailed. I think anything that we've seen rendered for a character probably in the cinematics So her detail, her little armor chinks and everything are absolutely ridiculous. So yeah. so my problem is I just came from about. 30 hours of Horizon Forbidden West. Oh, okay, oh, fine. So yeah, it's, it's hard. Like, you know, De Destiny's always, it's a beautiful <laughs> game in many ways, but like, it's still, it's there's still this break point between cutscenes and then game dialogue. And so it's like, when you have Ikora talking, like with the mission, like only moving her mouth, essentially. Yep, and, yeah. like, and like comparing it to Horizon, like, again, it's <laughs> apples and oranges, but like, I no, hope we point. can get to a place someday where like destiny has that level of detail and still plays like destiny. It might be the next console generation for all oh, we know. Yeah. But like, are you implying a, a three on the number? Are we applying a new engine? <laughs> no, I, and again, yeah, I, I think, uh, I, I think we're going to be at destiny two for the rest of this console generation. Cause we have two more expansions for sure. and yeah. they said that they're going to do more destiny two stuff after that. Yeah. That's a whole console generation. Yeah. So yes, I, I think destiny three will arrive at some point and it'll be, um, Probably right around PS6 and you know, all that. Yeah. So. Whatever. Whatever. Everything's cloud and there's no more consoles anymore. Yeah, I was going to say, whatever <laughs> Xbox like names King. their next console because they always got to yeah. do something different. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, no, it's, it's like that's. Series. X, no, see, it's not series now. It's got to be a new name. Everything's got to no, have I its think own. That's why they called it series so that oh. they can keep using it because that's what iPhone does. So now right? you're going to be like the Xbox, Xbox Neptune or something. Like, they just, you know. <laughs> They'll just do something completely. And then the upgrade uh, okay. is Uranus it'll be, and Jupiter. It'll be S2 and X2, S3 and X3, just like iPhone. Well, they're going to do more series before that, I think. They'll yeah. do another, like, a Series A or something. But, PS5. Um, 
plus. Before so okay, so before we get into spoilers or whatever, can I can I take a brief aside to yes. uh evangelize for our Lord and Savior the Glaive? Oh um, yes, oh this is the time. So because, our new okay. DJ, listen up, everybody get in front of the congregation. I'm probably okay. gonna put this all into an article tomorrow, but uh the legendary campaign really reinforced my love for the versatility of the glaive. I've I've seen it getting kind of a lot of crap. Someone even said it was impossible to beat legends using a, the, the base glaive, and I'm like, I literally just did it. But okay, you so, upgrade it though. I I only upgraded it in in the last two missions out of eight. Like I I was rocking the stupid tilting windmills perk forever. So a few things are are required to make you a glaive convert, and the first thing I, I mentioned earlier is impulse amplifier. Mm. This thing. It always feels a little clunky to shoot the glaive thing. Like it's it's a projectile. It doesn't have like the best tracking or anything. But putting impulse amplifier on it, just it's it's almost instant. It makes it a rocket. And like mm. impulse amplifier has always been an interesting perk on like grenade launchers and rocket launchers. It's kind of curious on bows. I can kind of notice it, but it's like maybe less so. Yeah. Glaives, it's like the defining perk for glaives, I think. And on top of that, it adds a bunch of reload speed uh, as well, just in case you need more of that too. And then I paired that with Frenzy for damage and handling nice. and more reload speed. And so that's like your baseline good glaive. Uh, I don't think people have really looked at the full suite of artifact mods <laughs> this yes. season. Yeah. Because oh that's oh the, long-term, the long-term future of glaives, we'll see. But there is a mod that is suppressing glaive, <laughs> where every glaive shot will suppress an enemy. And that's insane. Like, it's, it's not just... Suppression is not just for you know hive guardians and stuff although it does work beautifully on them it's it blinds any enemy which just for a long time at least five seconds there are other perks that extends the duration of suppression yep. and there is another perk that makes it's called suppressive darkness yeah that makes suppressed enemies uh be weakened mm-hmm. and there is another perk uh that is uh no it's, it's not a perk it's a fragment for board 3.0 where every time you suppress an enemy, you uh, gain mobility and auto-reload your yes. weapon. Yep. So you combine all of those things together, and you Sick put that build. on one weapon, plus Unstoppable Glaive, if you yes. want to uh, <laughs> have champions, too. Plus, oh, they preach it. They, they preach it for you right now. They holy. preach it for you. All hail the Glaive. The Glaive, they in here. I was going to say, David, with, uh, yeah, David James Oros, yeah. the Glaive, for the $2 Super <laughs> Chat. Christopher, now we can afford another tux. Yeah, yeah. I think I got to go get it. I got to dress nicer next time. Uh, Christopher Sharp <laughs> with the $100 super chat. All oh, hail wow. the glaive. Jeez. Oh, wow. okay. Okay. The Glad I made this bitch then. Jeez. Yeah, Paul's that preaching. Is, that is righteous. And then, okay, so <laughs> the fi- then the final piece is the intrinsic foundry perk of, I, I guess it's just Witch Queen weapons or Throne World weapons, which is the Psycho, yeah. psycho something, where yeah. it reduces damage. So... Stabbing people with the glaive costs no ammo, first of all, yeah. and you can like two or three shot most enemies. Uh, it's not like your boss DPS weapon, but it can do that. Uh, stabbing people will activate suppression, <laughs> so it'll blind them. It will also, uh, so it will weaken them and it will also reduce their damage because of that fr- that psycho trait. So mm-hmm. if they're not suppressed, if you don't have suppression on, they're still doing less damage output. And so what I found is that's it counters like boss stomp in a lot of ways where... You won't even a boss may not even break your shield if you're hacking at someone with a glaive and you have that active. Uh, and combine all these things together, and this is how the glaive carried me through the entire legend <laughs> campaign. Um, way, way more than I ever thought possible. And 
I didn't even mention the shield. I don't really use the shield. And the yeah, shield, honestly. I know. Like, it's, it's there. And I know some people are, like, protecting their teammates. I genuinely just barely ever even used it. Because the defensive capabilities of suppressing an enemy and lowering their damage output alone were enough to make it a good uh, uh, offensive defensive weapon. So really, really, really recommend you put those uh, artifact mods on once you get there and put impulse amplifier on it. You will like glaives. I can almost promise you. Can I make a counter argument? Can I debate no, Paul? No, we'll you see. can't. Oh, here we go. <laughs> no. okay. Church, church is church over. Is upset. And, let, me, uh, let me make a counter argument. Um, yeah, yeah, the, the, I am, I am, the congregation I am pretty, can now leave. <laughs> I'm pretty aggressively against the glaive. Sorry, I just heard Christopher Sharp gave me $100. I am for the glaive. <laughs> uh, the glaive is great. Oh, uh, make me rich. <laughs> we got to pay okay. everyone to love the glaive. That's uh, fine. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Al. Travis has officially too. been purchased by Mr. Sharp. It has been uh, confirmed. Tombstone will read. Check this with Mr. Sharp. <laughs> no, I, I I also like the glaive. I've been using it. Uh, I've been using it pretty pretty regularly through the yeah. campaign. So no it's complaints here. I do think it'll probably be useless in PvP, but time will tell. Oh, I yeah. heard I somebody on Twitter PvP. literally is like, I, the glaive is great. No, I watched somebody on Twitter just be like, it's probably not the greatest, but it's hilarious trying to watch two people stab each other. Because <laughs> like the animation head <laughs> registration is terrible yeah. in yeah. PvP melee, so that's yeah. not going to be good. <laughs> now, boy, you're on fire because it's, it's like literally I. One of the things with a new season with me, I always get excited is I go through that artifact. You know, you just you go right over to the last two columns. Okay, what are they trying yep. to get me to play? And I looked at that suppression. I, I was like, yo. And then you got Glaive uh, Scavenger. You got yeah. it, It's literally built for it. I mean, obviously, there's some other cool ones. I believe there's like a um, suppressive one in there. There's a couple other cool ones in there. But it's, it's, it's really influencing you to utilize this weapon and yeah i'm with you man i, I gotta use it a little bit more but i, I was just upset for this season maybe, maybe yeah, for this suppressions season. Yeah. Yeah. That's like really say, good, it's gonna be strong yeah and, and, then, and, and yeah. it's too yeah. good with suppression right now yeah it's yeah, crazy. In, a, in typical bungee fashion like they generally try to nudge you and encourage you towards the new you know weapon or the new thing that mechanic that they've introduced but yeah it's you have to at least try and use it and the effectiveness is it's it's off the chain um, also, uh, just a quick second recommendation, absolutely start experimenting with exotic primaries again. Like, oh, I, I know that was yes. not the most heralded change, Graviton. but like, yeah, oh, Graviton, really? I, I use Outbreak for the entire legend run. Yeah. Like, it just yeah, outbreak sick. clears red bars, the new Osteostriga mm. is, oh, is demolished. Like, melts. it's a 40% buff across the board, and like, Bro. almost all of the, like, pretty okay weapons from before are now just insane. So, I would experiment with those can for we sure. talk Don't about osteostriga for a second have you guys used that thing yes my boy has okay. i'm trying to get the catalyst but yes it is even yeah. without it it's crazy it was like this is if you have the what is it is it only part of the deluxe edition though is that correct it right is. now yes. okay so have to have the deluxe have to have the season pass which basically all comes together so if you don't have it i am sorry that's going to be a thing um but i will <laughs> tell you well, you just start shooting and then just all the ads in a small sort, they just melt. They just kind of wither away and die. it, you can just unload. You can look at a boss with a machine gun. It doesn't matter what you're looking at with that thing. Two clips will kill most every boss and probably face groups of ads die. Like I shot like three bullets. Cause I was actually trying to get precision kills with Osteostriga. <laughs> so I'm like one bullet. Okay. That's a headshot. One bullet headshot. One more bullet. Everybody died. Like when you got the kill, everything dies near it. It, that thing for ad clearing, probably in the raid especially, is going to be 
ludicrous. So having somebody with that on alone is going to be massively beneficial, I think. Good transition, Attic. I shot that like shots my boy Gabe and Attic. He's in here, Lord Attic in the building. What up, Attic? Um big raid questions. So like, what are we thinking? What are we what are we go- first of all, what are you thinking? Raid minimum. And then what are you going in there with? I mean, That's contest. We don't know be. the raid minimum yet. We still Is don't. It gonna... It's not in the TWAB. Damn no, it. they didn't put it in the TWAB. I gotta assume um, it'll be fifteen fifty then if they haven't said it. I would guess it's probably fifteen twenty because it's not going to matter. It's just contest. Yeah, I, I think because it's contest, it won't really like matter. 1520, they'll, they'll 1530, couple, like fifteen twenty, fifteen thirty, like yeah, yeah. yeah well, I hope it's thirteen fifty. So Blues, who just turned on the game, can go in. <laughs> Oh man, that would be. Um, I would. I, here's your first experience. You take six people who have never played Destiny and plop them into a raid and just say, if you can finish this, you each get a Lamborghini, but you have 24 hours. Go. So no <laughs> this is, no I was way. like, that's Mr. Beast. Go ahead. You can take that one. Go for my, it. My guess is um, that the raid, we know the raid is taking, this is not a spoiler, but we know the raid is taking place inside the pyramid that is inside Savathun's throne world, which is not an actual pyramid, but rather a mental representation of Savathun's time with the, the witness. And uh, we... I, my guess is that the raid is going to have at least some involvement in the final trailer you see in the campaign. Going with it without without going to spoilers, I think. Should we probably... go into spoilers now? I feel like it I was, was going to say like, we're going to yeah. talk so, about the raid and the potential yeah. boss and yeah I yeah. Mean, so at this okay. point, uh, we are about an hour and twenty minutes in, so we're going to open up. To spoilers, we can go through basically all the story beats. We can go through the oh, campaign on, missions. Breaking breaking news. Uh, Bungie, uh, raid date, March 5th, 10 a.m. Oh. Pacific Standard Time. Raid power yeah. for contest mode, 1530. More details that. next week. Beautiful. I'm already there. Where is 1530, that? 1530, Addict. Where'd that I'm almost On the official right Bungie Twitter account. Beautiful. Uh, like, oops, you right. forgot to put this in the twat. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> forgot to put it how, in do you, how do you not? There it is, yeah. So I'm already geared up. Fifteen thirty. There we go. We were right. Yeah, I was like, my job's done. I yeah. can go play I mean, Elden that's, Ring. That's easy. Right. Even if you're doing the campaign on normal, even you'll be fifteen thirty by then. Honestly, yeah, like, oh, easily. yeah, without without even trying. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, spoilers at this point. Everything that we're going to open up at this point is everything that we pretty much all experienced. I know Cog finished the campaign, so I was glad to see you got that one. So we're going to go through all campaign story beats, speculation about raid. All of that stuff is going to be on the table now. So, if you I have enjoyed the, the campaign yet, by the way, bull, baloney. That's big lies. <laughs> Nonsense. You haven't played it with like an arm tied behind your back on your yeah. other characters, maybe. True. But with that's his about worst it. build. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with his PvP. <laughs> if you if you want to save this part of the podcast, or you want to just check out now and maybe kind of come back after other things, now is yes. the time to follow all these amazing people: Ty Guy Travis, Lord Cognito, Iron Lords Paul, po- Iron Lords Podcast. Almost just combined you two together. Uh, Paul Tassi on Twitter, uh, Forbes articles, and of course on his exploding YouTube channel. Um, all of those things go follow, subscribe, like, and donate to all of these wonderful people. And so you can look at the Forbes articles without, uh, without the ads now <laughs> and the subscription. So that was a huge victory for this no, man. There's still ads, just no pay. No, yeah. Ads are <laughs> everywhere. I'm sorry. Ads are ads everywhere. Are still, yes. You just don't have to pay for it. And next yeah. time we hear from Paul Tassi, cause he's a friend of the show and comes by every so often. Um, his house may be a little fuller by the time that comes around. So before we get into spoilers, I did want to touch on that. How far are you away? Uh, almost exactly a month from the due date. Okay, nice. Um, wow. And yeah, Paul Tassi so family planning spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we didn't uh, make that make that clear, but. <laughs> 
yeah, so just just a month now and we're buying all the things and painting the nursery and all that stuff. So yeah, good times. Nice. Are you and, actually uh, painting the nursery? Very just unsettled with what's going on. She doesn't. She knows something's happening, but <laughs> that is one of those things well, about like dogs. We'll pack up for vacation, have dogs have our bags by the door, like yeah. the night before, and they you can just tell there's something going on. But I'm sure. <laughs> Are you actually painting the nursery? Uh, someone is painting the nursery who I am paying to paint the nursery. Hey, there you go. <laughs> well, you know what, Paul? I have to say this about you as a father. Okay. Having a child is sort of like the ultimate live service game. And who better <laughs> equipped to handle that task than the, than the games as a service master himself, Paul Tassi? Yeah. Well, thank Love you. It. I, I appreciate your faith in me. Thank I got to really, raise his light level. And yeah, every <laughs> year, every year is a season geared up and <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> gotta gear them up. So, so many fun metaphors that we'll be having on Twitter. And you're like, how's this light level? He's like, he's seven. It's insane. <laughs> seven light. Seven so light. Low. He's, he's not raid ready. ready. He's definitely not, not raid ready. ready. <laughs> definitely not raid ready. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, on that note, we are going to go into spoiler territory at this point. Um, so, if you are looking to duck out now, we definitely appreciate all the viewers have been here so far. If you're ready for the spoilers, then this is that time. Uh, where do you guys want to start? Do you guys want to just work our way kind of through the story that we they got? They did it. They did it, guys. This is the thing I've been most excited which, to talk about. Which it? They, yeah, which they it. told a good story in Destiny. Oh, okay. I, I, I didn't know <laughs> it was did. possible. Yes. I This is the first time. In my, in a live service in my estimation, because for all the things the Taken King was... It was a great it did it did a lot for Destiny as a sandbox and as a game, yeah. but it didn't do a lot for Destiny as a story, in my opinion. It it just sort of like gave you a, a baddie that was more intimidating than the no villain that existed in Destiny Vanilla and let you kill him. But this one was like it had twists. It had us turning the tables on him and on the, the Witch Queen and, and learning the, the truth about what's going on. Mm. Uh, it had cutscenes and references to you know, fundament and it, mm-hmm. it was just so good. I, I will say the only thing I'm upset about is they killed. We talked about this we for talked, so long. I thought about you, bro. They I thought about you at the her. end. They, I was very disappointed. Granted, the ghost oh, got away. You think, so she, there's always, you think she's dead? No, we know she's not dead. I don't know. I, well, she I is think dead, they, but like they left it open so she could be resurrected. Obviously she will be. It was So I talked to somebody about, about this. I had a very similar conversation. And my my counter argument to that is, yes, but that is true of everyone in Destiny. Everyone that we've killed could come back. All of them. Like That's there's true not of, like there's science not even fiction. one. <laughs> it, mean, it's it's you true. could always yeah. write resurrections back somehow yeah. if you re- if you really want to. I think but, they did this so the campaign would have a conclusive ending that yep. feels like you accomplished something. Because if you shot her and she just teleported away again, yeah. like laughing, that would not have been a satisfying ending. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I think having her at least temporarily dead was was the right call. But I, I do not think this is going to be an Aramis situation where it's like, yeah, maybe correct. Aramis will come back and then she's frozen forever and yeah. nothing ever happens. Yeah. Again. They either. have invested too much into Sabathun. And like yes. even Sab- Sabathun starts talking to you. In the post mission, post, she's like, yes. I recorded yeah. all these voicemails yeah. before my death. Like, yeah. yeah no, I agree. I agree. I, I think it's... It's purposely done. They wanted to, they, 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 they told the line of wanting to give a satisfying campaign. And, and to their credit, Trav, I give, even though we laugh about the high ya ooga booga moments where we just go in there and slap and that's it. To their credit, 
they built her up as far I'm just talking about from the fighting standpoint. Yeah. Of the, the the sheer amount of encounter. And I'm gonna tell you one thing. I got goosebumps when you go up that staircase and that the the, 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 the gong. Yep. And bro, it it's was some good. Dark Souls, Aya Sauron vibe going up in there. And I'm like, okay. And then when I beat that. I'm like, all right, that was intense. You know, we was running around and hiding in a little corner, you know, try to DPS her down. Then the light guard, hive guardians come out. And then you go to the next sequence and that was the witches. But to the story, I really, where it really resonated with me was how they really told the story of the hive and the lie. The lie really hit me because all this time, because, you know, they had that internal battle, especially Zavala. He's like, yo, this is BS. Like everything he was led to believe, he's now questioning. Like, yo, we, you know, wh- why would the traveler do this? And the car's like, Akora's like, yo, I don't even care why. We have to protect humanity at this point, you know, kind of thing. But I just thought it was interesting that the hive got a little bit of a redemption arc slightly that they were they, tricked. They could, yeah, but the thing is, like, so this is my pr- the problem that I do have with them killing, uh, with uh, them essentially killing her off. Right? Is that is that they they sort of set up the redemption arc and there were a lot of things leading toward it and including Savathun seemingly not really having a ton of evil intention. It's almost seemed like she was trying to help us or be on our side, had a relationship with the traveler, all of that stuff. And it then at the end, you get that monologue from your ghost where he's like, look, you guys killed everyone. Like, I'll never forget all the stuff that you guys did. Like, you're irredeemable. And then you sort of just go with that. And I I mm. kind of thought like, to me, Zavala's being short-sighted. Like, yeah. the the Traveler chose the Hive because he believes, I think, that the Traveler's point of view is that the Hive can be redeemed and that people can be worthy even if, you know, all the evil and th- that they were betrayed themselves and that they, they had a shot at redemption. So to me, it was like a story of redemption where we were like, we sort of like overrode it with our own actions and at the last moment we're like, no, actually, we're not going to let that happen. We're just going to kill you. So Paul, maybe they'll change Paul. that down the road, but I, I was a little disappointed at that choice to just be like, nah, you know what? You're still evil. You're done. To Paul's credit, because I watched your video, Paul, in reference to um your initial reaction after it, is it their lore going on after that post, you know, when I think it's still the exotic quest or whatever, that you find out that she somehow protected the traveler earlier, right? So again, the choice was made. She she was given the light. And I still think that the redemption arc is there. I think they're clearly bringing her back. But for the sake of a satisfying campaign, we're going to just do this for right now. And the ghost is going to go away. But I'm curious, Ian and and, and Paul, on your thoughts on that whole part. The lie... Clearly, we got to talk about the witness because that's a whole other thing. Holy yeah, oh I my to, God, I'm so yeah. excited about the witness. We got to talk about the witness, but I, I want Ian and, and, and Paul as far as the, the the hive and where they sit with you now. Like, how does that feel now? Um, uh, so I had some inklings of this kind of going into the campaign because in the uh, the lore for the collector's edition, they're talking about how the ghosts feel bad for the hive and they think they've been taken advantage of by the darkness. I didn't realize that would lead to the big reveal of the lie. Um, but that is, I, at first I was very satisfied to learn that my, my theory beforehand, that the hive ghost had chosen to work with the hive, that they weren't like enslaved, That's uh, what that I was revealed in like, like mission two it. or something. Yeah. And you're like, wait, so if they chose this, then like, what does that mean 
about the traveler and then slowly mm-hmm. like, you're going and going and like i had my suspicions i at least brought up the possibility before launch that the traveler had given Savathun the light willingly because i didn't really buy that with how good Bungie storytelling has been recently i didn't buy it was going to be like ah Savathun studied void no light yeah. no way exactly. yeah, yeah no like way. figured out yeah. how to siphon it from eh, and like they had me fooled though with the Shagira yeah. thing they had me fooled in the beginning <laughs> That's what? With Sagira's light mission, I, I was fooled that like she figured out some way and I was going to roll my eyes. And then when they didn't do that, I was so relieved. Continue, Paul. Yeah. I, I mean, she she kind of did. Like, I, I think she did glean a lot of stuff from her time as Osiris in terms of what what makes Guardians worthy of the light when like other races maybe aren't or in the same way. So I, I think that was partially true in that she learned from Ikora and the Vanguard and things like that. But it wasn't like she found like, ah, this is the secret formula to light or something. Like, that would have been really lame, and I'm glad they didn't right. do that. So, Thank like, God. I, I was thrilled with the cutscene um, on the cliff. That was... Oh. The, the Witness is great for other reasons, but, like, the, the, the cutscene on the cliff where it was a gamble for her. She didn't know she didn't that know. would work, and she was, like, kind of putting it all on the line. And so it, this creates a really interesting situation where there were two forces that are both kind of being selfish for their own reasons. So Savathun got the light, but in... in like in service of that, she protected the traveler in theory by transporting the traveler to her throne world, where presumably the darkness couldn't reach it. I have my doubts that that's true, considering all the darkness yeah, influences. Sure. I was like, in there's the a pyramid world, in but, there, but yeah, yeah. I was like, um, <laughs> but like, make so, it harder though, right? So, so, she, so she got the light and you know got rid of her worm and and stuff, and the traveler got protection. Whereas we, <laughs> we're scared we're going to lose our light. So our plan is even if Savathun is technically protecting the traveler. We're, we're essentially doing what Ikora said. We're like, it doesn't matter. Like, if we let her take that, we're going to be super vulnerable to literally everything, everything. and we're going to go extinct. So we are essentially choosing ourselves over the Traveler. And like, I, will the Traveler punish us for that or something? I don't know. We Light never fault. know how the Traveler's doing. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, fault, yeah. maybe. And I mean, we're, we're, we're coming to, an, you know, the end of this Light and Dark Saga in two years. So something like that is going to have to happen. Like, the Traveler is probably not going to be around forever. Right. But I, I thought this was a really interesting kind of moral quandary set up between Guardians and Savathun and the Traveler. And then kind of the X factor is the darkness itself and the witness and what that what it actually wants and things like that. But Savathun, I think, is is the best characterized Woo! character in, in all of Destiny. It, in the past yeah. year, like lore before that, and then now what we saw realized with her storyline, this was just such a non-traditional thing. Like Aramis, even, even as recently, you know... Beyond had an okay story, but it was like yeah. Aramis made a deal with the darkness to get power and like she's mad at the Traveler because the Traveler abandoned the Alexi. Yep. It's fine. It's a good story, but it's pretty straightforward. Whereas right. this was like this is all deep. over the place, both in terms of like figuring out mysteries within Savathun's story and then learning just huge things about the entire scope of Destiny lore that we'd never experienced before. So mm-hmm. I, I thought they did a phenomenal job with that. Yeah, I gotta yeah. hear it, man. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I was constantly blown away and honestly just getting a fact of like trying to keep up with some of the lore before. Bife's Dynasty, a little teaser beforehand. Oh, Couldn't have been Bife. more perfect. Doing Shout time. out to Bife, by the way. If you guys, I know everybody knows who Bife is, but the Dynasty video had like a copyright strike takedown. It's back up. If you nice. know anything about okay. YouTube, that like kills an algorithm really bad. So go blow that video up again because there's so much work put into that thing. Some of the cinematics they did, I was just like, damn. They're really, really good. But um, shout out Necromancer. Field Destiny suffers from from not have a true opposition to the Guardian. Fallen Cabal feel more like ally material. Hive and Vex are controlled. 
doesn't feel like we have an actual opposition to the Guardians. Yeah, I mean, that's been a problem with Destiny forever, and, and I was frankly hoping that we would finally solve that now. Right, like because we've just we've we've talked about not having a standing villain for so long, and it seems like we still don't. Because even if you know Savathun comes back, she's not really a true villain to us at this point. At this point, yeah. she's more of a gray character who is always putting herself first, as you would expect her to. So uh, it it it's a little odd, but it sounds like we finally did get one. If you beat the campaign, Necromancer, like we, I don't think the the. Uh, the witness is joining the the Fast and Furious <laughs> family anytime soon. I don't no. think that's happening. Uh, so, yeah. No. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I was like, anyway, <clears throat> we'll get to the witness Fast in a second. I love that. Yeah, that's that was thing. perfect. Fast that and Furious, Avengers family. Really uh, they Whoever's... do the same thing. They, a villain always at the end gets converted, right? So this yeah, they've been doing that. They lately. tend to recruit them in. Um, yeah. But no, I mean, for me, it was it was very interesting going into this expansion that we had the interactive trailer going all the way back to Fundament. And mm. the only time I'd ever heard about Fundament, because I never read the Books of Sorrow, was like a buy video to actually figure yeah. out how everything started. And I was kind of, I wasn't, hadn't really thought about it, but it makes a lot of sense because they've never given that much backstory to anybody that much in our face for any reason. And when you play through the campaign and then you figure out about the lie, that far back in Fundament and they're, Basically just say, I mean, the lie was there to drive the proto hive away from the traveler in the very beginning to drive them into the deep, to drive them down to the worms. Like the fact that that whole thing from the book of sorrows was set up that much. And the lie may have been something they like, maybe they retconned it later. Maybe they put it in later because maybe that wasn't totally like a thing. But the fact that we have that much history, I mean, as Paul said perfectly, we have never had a character like this. Because we don't have characters that have histories. Mm. Guardians are all scratched. Yep. Like, we all start from yeah. scratch and go forward. There's nothing behind us. And the hive from this race, who they were before, you know, go down into the deep. And then you get to see the Leviathan that they, I mean, all of the, all, I'm actually thinking of Bife's video now. <laughs> I mm-hmm. got those confused from the history. But yeah, go watch it because it's really good. But um, yes. knowing that we went that far back, that she has this history, that she was told that she was questioning what was going on. It's like, tell me. And to see her motivation. And then the craziest part is when you walk in Mm -hmm. with the bell, as you were saying, and you look up. Mm. Yes. I'm like, yes, I'm I'm sitting here looking up in like the real, but I was like, I panned my camera upwards in the game Mm -hmm. and I look up and it was just, it blew me away to see this because we've never been that close to it either. Close to it. Yeah. I was like, the bell swing, and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that from the trailer. And then I looked up, I was like, holy crap. Yeah. It was it was a moment to see what was going mm-hmm. on, and then you're kind of working on the spells in the background. And that goes into this whole campaign, is mm-hmm. everything that's going on, whether it's the spells over the travel. Okay, now you got to kind of warp around, pick the right door to make sure you're going through. Mm-hmm. So many things in the campaign with the mechanics, the way you got to them, kept paying off of the story beat. Or here's another cool mechanic, or here's this puzzle in the darkness, and... To me, just like the traveler moment and the bell. And then finally, when you get done and then the bridge appears and that is a long walk across mm. that bridge. Yes. Yes. So finally actually get to, I mean, there's a lot that goes into that. And you finally get over there. I died a few times over there. Cause that's a little hard on mm-hmm. solo and fun, eventually figured out. And I was like, I wasn't sure if we were mm-hmm. actually going to kill her. And I was, that was the thing. I was like, she's got a massive health bar. This is a legit boss fight. And I think you guys phrased it correctly because anybody who goes through the campaign, they may not do the raid, 
they get the teaser of the witness, which we'll talk about in a sec. But the fact that they go through the campaign and they get this conclusion, but there's also there's enough mystery, even if you don't know too much else around it. There's enough kind of mystery where she's be careful what she would wish for and stuff that they left it right. But satisfying, which is it's a delicate line to walk. And I think they did it very, very well. And for Destiny, I mean, Miles be on any campaign before. But for me, it's like for a first person shooter campaign, it's. It was something else to be in your character watching that killing, kind of killing Savathun, and then just being left in that perfect "is she dead" moment. It was done right. very well to me personally. Yeah, She's dead. Ab- absolutely. Also, I want to give for out now. two sh- for now. <laughs> I want to give out two shout outs. Um, obviously, we talked about our boy. What, what's the what's our hive ghost? He's hilarious. He's absolutely hilarious. Like Finch, I thought, my new my, that's my new favorite character. Yes. Oh yeah, Finch, Finch is, is hilarious. <laughs> the whole in the beginning, yeah. the trusting, the not trusting. Then why he ain't resin the, the hive? <laughs> 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 joke in the whole game is dead. Every, every time I see it, I laugh. There. I laugh. Like, it is so funny. <laughs> and you, you're establishing this relationship and you're like, okay, this is this is cool. You, you, you know, you try to gain trust and then you go in. I thought it was cool, cool uh, uh, throwbacks to, to Oryx. You know what I'm saying? And, and 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 no mention of Zivu. Not much in Zivu in this one. I thought she would we be a little bit more. We did get to see yeah. her represented Represented, yes. not the right word. Represented once <laughs> right. with the three in that little cutscene. That's the, the first time we've seen Zebu at temple, all. But they right. didn't really talk about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, before I pass it to y'all, I'm gonna let y'all go on on witness. I have to. And my boy DJ ILP Clan, you in there? Got to give a rest in peace shout out officially now. My boy, y'all said it wasn't gonna happen, but if y'all read the law, have y'all read the law in the? Yeah, it's it's official. Oh, he did you, Travis is shaking his head. Travis, did you read it, Trav? Did you yeah, read it? Of course. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what you're talking so, about. So, all right, what you guys got to do is when you beat the campaign, it's um one of the lore books. I forgot. All I know, the color of it is red. And it's like okay. Martian missives or something like yeah. that. Please read it. I'm going to spoil it now. So I had told people I was very concerned when at the end of Season of the Lost, when we would do the exchange for Osiris. On my mind, there was no way, right? She's giving him back alive. So we get it, the series, the seed ends, and it's basically, oh yeah, they confirmed it's him. He's, um, Saint takes him back to the ship, the whole thing, I'll wait till he wakes up, he, I'll be the first he sees, blah, blah, blah. We get the Martian missive, Kato, Kato sends a message to the Vanguard. We found human remains on Nessus. This matches the real Osiris. I don't know what you guys have based on Cabal technology. We have confirmed his remains are here. This is him. Then there's a message from Osiris that he sent pre-death that goes, look, he tells to the Guardian, I know Zavala and, and, and Ikora mean well, but they think in the moment. I've always been a person that thinks of the infinite future and all this other stuff of what could happen. I willingly gave myself to Savathun, to sacrifice to Savathun so she could learn. Yes, it blew my bro. Willingly, because the greater mystery is out there. I guess he's talking maybe witness, witness in yeah. the darkness. Right. So he is dead. Whoever's in Saint ship ain't Osiris. <laughs> I, I disagree. I'm loading this I, up I, immediately. I think that both things are true. I, I can't I load it that, up. Uh, I'll have to take your guesswork. 
I think both things are true, Cog. I think that Osiris is dead and Osiris is in there. I mean, it's that's a, Osiris it's a time travel thing. thing, right? It's a time travel thing. It's a time travel thing or it's a different Osiris from a different timeline, which we yeah. now know exists. So right. I, I think they're both true. I think Savathun took Osiris from a place where he was alive and gave him to us. But who knows if right. it will be our Osiris. So, yeah. yeah. That we'll was a, that was a really cool lore, but I don't know if it changes much because if we're still gonna have Osiris in the game, like you know, I don't know. <laughs> we gotta see. We gotta see. Read that lore book. It's 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 in it's it's the Martian message. I know the book color is red. Yeah, Osiris, it's about... Osiris is the first entry. Yes, this is before Savathun. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You got you got to read that, and then there's a if you keep continue on, there's a Kylo message. I believe it's the second part of that book. And I was like, wow, okay, this is this is getting deep right here. Yeah, mm. so I just thought that was interesting. And again, the game, what I love about <clears> it <throat> is when you beat the story, it's still more to do. And then we even talk about more. But I want to give it to Trav. Like, Trav, because I know you got a lot to say about, you know what I'm saying? The, we got to talk about the witness. We got to talk about yeah. the race. We got to, let's get to it. Yeah, so um, one more thing about the campaign before we move on. Uh, we've we've also talked about like basically the ending of the campaign, which was fantastic and, and so well done. Whether or not you agree with them killing uh, killing Sabathun, it was absolutely like a great journey. I, I, to get I there. will say like I, we didn't want them to kill it, kill her, mm-hmm. but they couldn't have done it any better. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. If so. That's my thing. Is like the journey to where <laughs> they got was fantastic. It still oh, yeah. doesn't fix the problem of Destiny not really having an ongoing villain. But I feel like now they have the opportunity to build up the witness for the next two years, and I'm sure that they'll do that. Um, but the the other thing is along the campaign, there were also other story beats that were so fantastic. Oh, like yeah. so learning good. learning that Sabathun didn't know, didn't remember who she was when she yes. got resurrected, and like mm-hmm. that she used oh, us yeah. to help her remember. Like that yep. was a great story beat. There, there yes. were so many beats that were fantastic. I'm slightly but... confused about that one though, because like how like when crow was resurrected he was like a totally different person with yeah. like no memories so like i get that she forgot like those key events that we reminded her of but like she was still like flying around her throne world like attacking us and like she wasn't just like I, a brand I, new I, baby I queen like, slate yeah. well we we don't know that for sure because <clears throat> i don't think we ever see sabathun not in an elusive form until the very end of the game. That's at least my understanding. And so I'm thinking that maybe she created false versions of herself to go on like a, a predetermined path while she sort of was hiding out somewhere trying to figure things out. That's yeah, my, maybe. that's my, my guess. I, I, I need to I, examine it more carefully. Yeah. 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 I think there's probably lore for it, but either way it was a cool reveal. Cause I was just like, Oh yeah, I forgot about that rule. She shouldn't remember anything if she was actually. I forgot rest. about so that. Yeah. I that was fantastic. That but, um, Let's talk about the coolest part of the story, in my opinion, which is Let's the extra cutscene we got at the end. They introduced the witness properly. For those of you who have been reading lore, the witness has been a character forever in the game of the final shape. He is the uh, he is on the side of of the darkness. Uh, also, a collector of c- uh, civilizations, as you can see in the trailer. Um, and uh, I think this is, without a doubt, like the final. The final boss, or is this the final boss, or is it? Is this is like it just the a, final? Do we think he's the emissary final. of the? It thing. says it's it's not darkness itself. It's someone who wears darkness like a cloak or something like that. Yeah. Like So I I am also a little confused about whether this is like Lieutenant Darkness or yeah. like Boss Darkness. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I think it's <laughs> Lieutenant Lieutenant Darkness. darkness. Like <laughs> you do, Lieutenant you do. Darkness? I so, I think so, but like my, I also my, I also kind of maintained that like my theory before this was that. 
the darkness wouldn't have a, a fixed form. Like it wouldn't be a new looking alien race. It would like take over at Korra or someone. But mm-hmm. clearly that is not true because there is this new entirely unique looking. Like I, again, I, I, I would assume he is maybe part of a, a race of other people that look like that or sure. maybe not because they, they there's also lore about how the darkness would be like a singular entity and it wouldn't have like a bunch of light bearers. Like you what's know, with like his head Traveler that does. never ends. Okay. Yeah. We need to talk about the character design. So I, I love the <laughs> silent Hill, like smoke head thing. That was extremely cool. Poor, I so don't disrespectful. love the, the anime light, eyes, the very anime, very like, you know, Pixar looking. Oh, it just, damn. Oh, come the on. Be nice. Destiny is such good character design in like every other aspect that like that was just really it was such like a big reveal moment too it's the first new race in all of destiny history and it's like we got to take him they don't count they're reskins they they don't count either they're just yeah they're reskins you're right right. i give them that (laughs) but like so the design was was off-putting to me i i I like the cutscene i think it's a huge story moment i like the witness introduces a character but Again, maybe we just need to see him out of a cutscene, or maybe he wears a helmet most of the time. I, I don't know. <laughs> he's he's got to keep all that going <laughs> on. I, I, so I, Paul, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna repeat your words back to you and see, try to make an argument for this because I generally agree with you, but I've, I've debated this with other people since, and I'm kind of in the middle now. Okay. You said that you were unsettled by its appearance, and I kind of think that's what they were going for—not necessarily scary or relatable but something that you couldn't really even like nail down because it's so foreign and that's always been the darkness's vibe and i kind of like that that you're just like okay what's up with this person like they seem to like move in a different way from time where like you see their hands move like irregularly you see that weird head thing that's like an incomprehensible kind of smoke up for a face and then even the eyes aren't really what you're expecting when you see the face the the face is like a cartoonish mirror of like a human's face. And the first thing that I thought was that's kind of a weird face. And then I thought on it more and I was like, it kind of bothered me. And I think maybe that that's what they were going for. They just, they didn't Something want it to be another uncomfortable. big scary monster. They that's kind of wanted I, it to. That's not what I just, mean though. Like it, it felt like a different art style entirely than destiny. Like it felt like it was like clone wars animation damn. in destiny. You know what I mean? Like, because it, it was it, cartoony. It was animated. It, it, yeah, it's I like gotcha. more cartoony. Like that, the eyes just do that. It's it's more cartoony in a way that we haven't seen from Destiny before. That's uh, but I, I agree. All the other things you were talking about, the time and the smoke head, it, it has two different voice tracks. There's a male and female voice Correct. track playing yeah. simultaneously, which I think is interesting. Um, but like all, all of that was great. It's just just the look. I I I, I don't know. <laughs> Again, we, we'll see more of it in the future, but it just it didn't really match to me all of the the pyramid architecture and stuff we've seen. Like, okay. I didn't even think we'd see its face. Honestly, I thought, I thought it would just be like a, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I was surprised to actually see this eyes. So I yeah. wasn't, I wasn't expecting them to turn around either, but yeah. I, no, no. I don't know. I, I will still challenge that. Like the fact that it goes against the art style and goes against what you're saying. Yeah. And, like, it's all that stuff. I still think there's an advantage there in like, like just it, it makes you ask so many questions. I feel like that. I don't know. I, what if it, what if it's I, I, Bungie's I, new IP? <laughs> that's their new. <laughs> that's their new art style. That's the cinema. That's, <laughs> that's actually Overwatch not the, IP, yeah, yeah. That's not the witness that oh, we put the wrong cinematic in. Sorry guys. Yeah. Um, no. I kind of I kind of don't think it's going to be Lieutenant Darkness. I kind of think it's going to be Boss Darkness because my my impression is the same as yours, Paul, as, as a fellow lore guy. I don't think the darkness has a boss. I think the darkness just is right. Like even the traveler, I don't think is the light really. It's just like, 
it's kind of the equivalent of what the witness is for the darkness. It, it wears the light like a cloak in the same way that the, the witness wears the dark. And so I think at some point, both of these characters have to be taken out so that we can continue to use light and darkness freely and the sandbox of destiny can continue without destroying the sources of these powers. And so I think that the witness is Thanos in this MCU like world they're building. And I think the, the wit or the, uh, the traveler is the other end of that. And I think probably the traveler dies in Lightfall, the witness dies in the final shape. And then we get both kind of forms of power. So, ungated, so no, no witness is raid boss, huh? <laughs> I don't think so. I, 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 I don't think so either. Honestly, I think it would they're be. Already se- they're already setting quick. up a a witness's lieutenant. Actually, it's in one of the the side quests that happens afterward, where they talk about uh, mm. kind of like a second person there. Did you guys play I, that mission yet? I didn't play which it. Which one? Which one? Which which mission? I, I can't remember. I've played so much Destiny. I, I can't remember which it's, one it is. But they introduce another character that's like this is a well. This is the. Yeah. I assume it's going to be Scorn. I mean, it's a Scorn raid. Yeah, raid it thing. feels so, like it's going to be because they're the other side of this. I think they're going to bait and switch. I think the first half will be Scorn because they're like attacking. And then I think the second half, we get a preview of the new Ooh. the new mob. That's what I think. I, that I happens, hope so. I, 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 I just feel like I, so. I, I, I've been let down, that. I think, by the last couple of raid bosses. Like, I could have sworn that Clovis <clears throat> Prey would be the boss of Deep Sub Crypt. Yep, yeah. And then I saw And Tannic then it was Danix, which I don't love that decision, honestly, I still. Like, like I mean, it's a good raid, but. Um, and then in uh, Garden of Salvation, it's just some freaking yep. big Minotaur. Yep. Like, I, 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 I don't know. I, I keep guessing wrong on those. And, like, so whatever I, I think and hope oh, it will be, I feel like it's not going to be that. I feel like it's just going to be, like, a giant scorn monster that has some sort of lore attached to it. That no. That is my guess for now. Hey, I got to get your opinion on this. You got to – I need your, the witness, your thought, the art style, the thing, everything. What, what you No, feel? I mean, I first off never expected us to see anything related to – there's always been the hint of the veil since D1 concept art. It's going back that far, the shadowy figure, and then I'm going – Kind of shadowy figure, armor that's kind of moving, head that never stops growing, like mm-hmm. all. And I couldn't honestly tell if like what was in the background. You said it was the witnesses a gather of like civilizations. I didn't know if that was like all the moons of like fundament either, though. So I couldn't quite tell if that's what it was. Yeah. So the, that makes the, more sense. The, wit- the witness, according to the lore, used to be a collector of societies and isn't anymore. Gotcha. And the new rat in chat was basically out of space. Yeah. <laughs> new rat in chat was saying the witness was once immortal, and if that's the case, that could lean right. into. The fact that it has some shape. Now, granted, you can't see below here, so you get to see the eyes. You don't get to see anything down here, what's under it. It could be the whole men in black where it's like here and then there's this little dude underneath. <laughs> Obviously, that's not it. But um, I think Travis actually phrased it fairly well. It was like unsettling, off-putting, uncomfortable. It was weird because you guys described like the the eyes were strange, but like I couldn't look away. Um, I was trying to figure out what, like, was it a jawline? What's with, like, the kind of forehead line? Still don't understand what's going on with the hair that is not. The hair. It's the, what's on the top of the head that continues. You have to personify it. So it has yeah. to be the, the hair. Smoke, that's the smoke is actually, smoke. if you look at the, the skulls, I thought there were skulls. Yeah, there's it's, skulls. It's yeah. his own face, or it's that race oh, okay. of people. It's, yeah. it's his So it's not human skulls or anything. It's so like, he's the Shang Tsung of collecting souls over here mm-hmm. um, yeah i i mean same with you guys like i was completely thrown off did not expect it didn't see it coming thought the walk away would be this one and you just see this figure and, and i was like okay yeah. yeah it's like that's exactly what i figured and then the turn i was like 
Um, and then you saw it and I'm kind of with you guys. I wasn't sure how to take it, but as you guys were saying, I think the idea of everything we have is like, it's so rigid and you see all the detail in Keitel's armor and it's like, it is the antithesis of what we know. It is this weird anime eye, kind of flowy, always a little vibey, which is weird because they're all about the triangle, which is all hard shapes Mm -hmm. and the traveler's round. And yet the representation is like, we're all rigid. And apparently there are more, there could be more fluid in a sense. Like Mm -hmm. just as the back and forth between the two, hearing you guys talk about it basically sells me on it more as you guys have been sitting here debating to say, if it is the other side of the equation or however you want to light versus dark and all of those other pieces, it is weird enough that it makes sense to me. Yeah. And I think that's kind I just, of... I just brought it up now as we're watching. I, I still don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, can't I get think, on board. I think the smoke, the smoke should have started at the eyes. Okay. And that would have been like really unsettling and weird to just have like smoke head from there. It's just, I can't, I can't do the eyes. I can't get over it. <laughs> Listen, man. I now, he sorry, looks like, now he looks like Thane from Mass Effect that I'm looking at. Yeah, he got a little Thane in him. Yeah, he got a little Thane. Yeah. I get, yeah, little Thane. I can see that. Oh, sorry, I, they do. They do. Correct. Yes, yeah, they do. I mean, if he wasn't finished, I'll, I'll, then I'll go. No, after I mean you. that's most for me. It was just the fact that it was unexpected, and and I've played through it. I'm gonna play through it a couple more times because I've been getting close to seeing it again. And just every every time I think about that image, I I kind of want to interact with it more. And I'm curious when we're gonna get to. And as you guys are talking about, you have Lightfall and Final Shape. Mm-hmm. Lightfall seems extremely telling in title. As yeah. you guys are talking about it, is it the fall of the light? Is it the separation between the two? Is the darkness coming in? Maybe we don't have access to the Traveler, which would... And that's the weird thing. It's like you think at some point the Traveler is going to go away. They're not going to put all this effort in. And this is where you like the game mechanics have to ground some of the story where it could be a little crazier. We're not going to mm. get rid of Arc 3.0 and um, what Solar 3.0 like three months after we get the final one in fine like... Lightfall or even final shape. Mm. I don't feel like they're going to do that. So again, I wonder, is it like Travis said, where eventually we're going to be the embodiment of both light and dark and we are the one that walk in the gray and both of these fall. That would make some sense more. Yeah. Um, Yeah. They have to do that if they want to continue destiny to pass. Yeah. Yeah. It's Call of Duty now. We just don't have any powers. We just only have stones. We can't double jump anymore. Yeah. So it's one of those weird moments where you're like, I, you know, you can go as wandering as you want, and then you're like, they still have to make a game function after this, and you can kind of, like, try and take it from there. But overall, the look, I think I don't love it or hate it. I think I'm just more intrigued to understand more about it. And I hope we don't have to wait a year to get anything else from this little, like, tiny little clip before next year. That's my hope. Yeah. I don't Probably. think so. I think this whole no. year, again, is going to be building up the yep. lightfall the way we built up the witch queen so i, yeah. I think we're going to have a lot more this i mean this expansion was you, more darkness than i thought it was going to be there's a whole yeah. mission in a pyramid ship i thought that oh, was yes. just going to be the raid did you guys well, like i, I said this on twitter of like, ship, oh, like oh way. there's a there's a europa mission like yeah this is, we're gonna like run a strike backwards yep. or something like whole mission in a pyramid like that yeah. is really unexpected so that there's, there's a lot more said, darkness you said, than you said I the next this. you said the next year of destiny and i think you meant to say 18 months Maybe, uh, which I, I don't care. If it, if we yeah. get another Witch Queen quality level expansion, I am yeah, I'll fine for that. it. I have, <laughs> Elden, I, I have to I, catch I up on Horizon, Elden Ring, yeah, God of yeah. War. I got other stuff to play. I, I got to raise play. a child. I, hey, <laughs> see, yeah. Paul, Paul needs a break. You 18 months, yeah. But Paul <laughs> has to level up his child before he can take on Lightfall, so it's fine. Yeah, I agree. I think that... um. 
I, I guess I'm 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 not with my boy Paul on this one, but I understand his your thought process because it's like, yo, when you look at it, you're not like afraid of that entity, right? And I understand it is it is really different than what they're used to. But I think that's the difference is what I like about it. It just feels alien. It just I think the thing for me is I remember Garden of Salvation raid ending and the conversation talking, and I'm gonna assume this is witness talk during that time. And um, you know, where they kind of have you looking at yourself and talking to yourself and wanting you know the yeah. the darkness or whatever. And I just there's just it's just the unknown aspect of it. And I like it different. You know, from the the shadowy figure, I thought it was gonna be exact representation of the shadowy figure that we would see in the Deep Stone Crypt, the statue that you always see, the hooded thing, the veil, the arm. I thought it was gonna be that kind of a witch kind of vibe. And this was just different. And it the, the ominous part to me wasn't being afraid of the character, Paul. To me, the ominous part was I mean, yes, the smoke was fire, but when I saw the ships behind mm-hmm. and I saw that like it felt like some someone who is in control or the lieutenant of something that is conquering civilizations like they are going through and you are next on the list to be assimilated. Right. And and that's why it excited me, because I was like, in a way, if it is true, Lord, I was like, did Savathun help avert this assimilation at one point? Right now, they gonna have to explain the hell out of that <laughs> of, of how she did that. You know, we we know that there's a lot of questions and holes there on certain on certain levels that they got to clear up. But I, the idea of that overarching threat with Savathun now this gray moral character that has been now chosen by the light that part excited me. But I'm with you on the art style part. It is it is completely different, but I, I think I was okay with it this it's time. It's just one shot. I mean, I'll, I'll give it more of a chance yeah. So if we see different angles, but I, yeah. I don't know. I, I think the shrouded figure, the statue, is both more intimidating yeah. and like mysterious this whole time, but I, will I, know, say I guess though, that's what's under the sheet. You gotta take the shroud off at some point, though. You can't fight a blanket. I know, I know. Yeah. Yeah. You can't fight a blanket. <laughs> I do want to say, what though, expecting. what you guys were talking about, though, is when it goes into what's after the campaign, and depending on how much of that you've gotten into, we Mara's still here. Mara yeah. is in full force. Mara survived. Yeah. Unfortunately, was hilarious. Do <laughs> what? The parasite quest was so funny. Oh my so god, funny. the worm! Oh, yeah, Please, okay. somebody just like give me more. Ah, ah, I'm dying. <laughs> the <laughs> first was... time it started talking, I just burst out laughing. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, it's actually <laughs> it's speaking actually, English. Yeah. This is amazing. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. But when you guys were tying into the witness, it's the point where Mara and I probably don't remember the line correctly. Somewhere, I guess, in all of her otherworldly travels, when she talks about a voice that she has heard louder than any other that basically like sounded like it talked into her soul. When she's talking about it, sounds like she may have heard from the witness as well. So her mm-hmm. connection to all of this went off in her infinite throne world. And then she's sitting here now standing as we, you know, put the little hive worm in a gun type thing, which is hilarious. But more the implica- implications behind everything that's going on. Mara has these contingency plans when we're on her list of her hit list of like people, by the way. Yeah. Last resort. I was like, Mara's Batman. She's got prep time and she has plans to uh, (laughs) how to to kill everyone in case they turn bad. That is literally Batman. Yes. Yes. Shout out to Mara. She could do it, too. I I believe her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I hate her. (laughs) <laughs> She's my least favorite character by far. She became my I, least favorite character by the end of season of the Lost. I don't know. Oh, she good. got a little better. She got a little better, I think, 
in the conclusion, after she's like was outsmarted clearly and is Paul, her her plan was to kill him with a knife. That was hilarious. I I, I laughed when she pulled out the knife. I'm like, you were gonna stab Savathun just like in the face. That was your plan. Yeah, like, that was what? her genius. Don't worry, I got the 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 Queen of Lies. I, I got her beat. I got a knife. Deeply confusing. But. I was like, yeah, I, somehow I gotta give her a little more credit. But yeah, that definitely kind of questions your motives. If all you got's a knife, but she's also thrown this entire like half god way of it. You know, Oryx's ship. Mm. And then she's sitting here with a knife. That was weird to Funny. see at the end and everything. But now it's, it is, it's really cool to get these interactions. Not a lot of them. And I think, as you said, Cog, the whole thing, it would be cool to see more of the characters on our side of things mm -hmm. throughout the missions that we've been going through. Because yeah. we actually got to see Good. Mara at the kind of tail end of her stuff that we were talking to. But I mean, you've got Shaq, Saval, Anna. Like, we didn't hear any words from Bro, all the people. I was supposed to say, Anna didn't say one word. Most of that, I, most I, I of that Anna room Brand. did not I say a word. At least, we're getting at least one Anna Rasputin season this year. Please. I, yeah. I almost guarantee that's happening. So I think we'll definitely see more Anna. I, I, will I think say, I talked to the voice actress, and she really strongly hinted at okay. <laughs> that Anna would be coming back. So I will say, Zavala, Lance Riddick killed hit that tower scene. Oh, yeah. Like, I've never yeah. seen him that. Like that emotive for Zavala was yeah. really cool just to see the level and then Ikora coming in. But yeah, there's an entire room of people who don't say a damn thing. And I was like, can we get a little more with some of these? Just some discussion. Yeah. But I was like, Voice it's a cheap cutscene. Availability. Yeah, it's like it's a cheap cutscene. Saint 14 touched a shoulder. So yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> like yeah. there was not a lot of changes in animations. There's no like hugging, moving. It's just like kind of static models most static of the time. Moment, yeah. It looked cool. And again, Zavala cool. absolutely was the focus and nailed it. But. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I will definitely say that was it's been cool to see what's post campaign because yeah. you've got those like reflections, interactions in the portal, the mm -hmm. the voicemails as you have uh, voicemails from Savathun. It's about the memories. Basically. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yo, <laughs> oh, did, you, did you guys see the, the two truths or two truths and two lies? Oh, my God. I've been wondering about that all day, mm. Paul. All right. Well, I, I, can't remember I still them, I still but... remember them. This, I don't think this is very spoilery if you haven't seen it yet. But okay, no, so no, come on. Come you have to do this is kind of weird because like you have to do like a separate memory mission that is separate from the other ones that's just on the map. So yeah. you just click on the node and do it. And you just it's just a little encounter and like you've done with the other memory things and you kill things. And then uh Savathun shows up and he's like, she wants to play two truths and two lies. And she says four things, and two of them are true and two of them are not true. Mm. Okay, so Travis, you'll have to help me remember all of them. One of I them is that the other planets, Io, Mercury, and Titan, are in Savathun's care. Correct. That is a, a statement. Uh, what was the one about the witness? Uh, the wit. Uh, uh, so the 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 three planets that still are gone are in Savathun's care. Mm -hmm. uh, the Savathun returned Mars to us. Was the second mm -hmm. thing that she said. Mm. The third thing was you will soon gain the power to. Oh yeah. Uh, to uh, move, make planets appear and reappear at will. To, I thought mm. it was to move. I thought was, I thought it said like to move things between worlds or something. Move like be the thing. Basically, that you they, you can make planets available or not available, which is crazy. Yeah. And then the fourth one is the taking king shall return. Remember yeah, that one. Again. Okay, I've got them actually <laughs> yes. verbatim. So yeah, taking king will rise again. What? The power the power to move worlds will soon be yours. Yes, the, move worlds. The witness Ooh. returned Mars to your solar system. Oh, the witness returned Mars. That's okay. it. The witness And then Mercury, Io, Titan are in my care. Correct. And I wow. think. Wow. What do you think? I think the two that are correct are that the witness returned Mars to us. <laughs> yep. 
and oh, really? that we will soon gain the power to move worlds. Mm. So you don't think we're getting King's Fall back? No King's Fall. <laughs> no. I don't think the witness one's true because he didn't really seem like he was doing a lot, like in, like or wanting to be involved until oh, the very end. But what's with so the like, relic in the Enclave and kind of basically the Enclave looks like the Darkness ship architecture yeah. to a point for the whole weapon crafting area. That was, they're like, this wasn't here before. Oh, that's true, actually. Okay, never mind. Maybe yeah, that one's and, right. <laughs> and also the darkness, we know from season of uh, the arrival that the darkness did take it like that was canon uh, and so it's it's possible that savathun returned it to us and that and that she used some magic but i tend to think there's a better chance of that i i think the taking king rising again if we get king's fall back i don't think that'll be canon because it's the exact same thing it's not like yeah like the, the legends yeah. haven't like been or- canon Oryx is going to come back and then be like, oh, and I'm going to let you kill me the same way you did last time. Like, I just don't think mm-hmm. that's going to happen. The legend then, raids are uh, fun, but they're not story. Yeah. And then Savathun having the other planets seems very low stakes to me. So I think it's those two, which would be the most surprising. I, I feel like enough. both the Savathun one and the Witness one can't be <clears throat> true. Because, like, <laughs> I feel like it's got to be one or the other. Because why Correct. would yeah. that power be split That would be super boring them? if that was it. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Those... I, said, oh, I gotta get to that one. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah it's really two. short. It's just like essentially one encounter, really. I think. Yeah, it's. I don't yeah. know if there's like a bunch of these. I don't know how many there are, but I was surprised to see that because you do if you do two of those a week, it's like a power engram or something. So like it, it's telling you to do them, which is a little weird. But uh, yeah, it took me a little while to even find that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Thanks for bringing that up, Paul. I I, yeah, I was like on the one. top of my list of things to talk about, and I, I totally might do a whole video on that eventually. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah, they got a lot of lore, man. A lot of. What do you think the power to move worlds could be? I've been thinking that it's like. I think it's the shroud. I think it's what it's what shrouded the worlds because, like, I don't think they're just like in a bunch of clouds. I think they were pulled somewhere, like another mm. dimension yes. or something. Like you know, the dude in the ship has got all the planets hanging around. Yeah. Like, yep. I think literally, like those could be shrouded we should actually examine those planets to see if like titan one of them is mars oh is it okay because you could you I, can see the tears. If, like, mercury and io and stuff would be in there too you can uh, see the tears so... through time as one at one of the planets like it's it's like mars with like tears of oh it's that one okay yeah yeah mm. yeah because I, re- I remember seeing that one so maybe he, maybe those aren't literal planets maybe he was just like observing representation of the planet or like a hologram or whatever he's a collector so they could also write little planets yeah Yeah, so maybe maybe those are taken for specific reasons or something but Mm -hmm. that's what i imagine the power to like move worlds is and like i don't know maybe earth will be moved at some point but Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know weird look obsession with collecting things is the witness teddy yo (laughs) (laughs) that was one of our previous guests Uh, shout out to teaser teddy i know teddy no. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask you guys, have you seen the helm redesign kind of like work around, like yeah, basically the, the way it kind of changed the ball themed one. Yeah. So like there was, again, I never know if this was a thing. It looks more and more like that is going to be kind of our, one of our permanent structures. If we ever lose the tower or ever lose our connection to earth and easy to see, because now it looks like the windows even have like blast shields on them. And there's always this ship. I mean, yeah, it's like there's the rumor that that thing is a ship. If that thing ever has to depart, that Mm -hmm. seems when you guys are talking about planets coming and going or things like that. If we're ever going to lose EDZ and kind of the tower or anything like that, it does seem like that they slowly might be building us up to 
as you said, moving worlds around. Well, if that actually happens, then it does seem like they're slowly making the helm kind of more of a permanent place for all that stuff to happen. I I think we're going to leave the solar system. Um, mm. Maybe not before final shape. Maybe that'll be the next phase. But I, I think that's definitely the plan to, to leave the solar system at some point and go. I don't know. Vex home worlds like darkness. Well, they're running out of dimension. places to go. So no, exactly. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. So. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I'm curious to see just a couple of the loose end characters. Obviously, the stranger, you know, there's a couple questions. I want to see how they handle a lot of stuff in the few seasons. We talked about, you know, anime break. Anime. Anime. I know. So it's like, anime. we just got to see where, I want to know where they go with that. They're setting up Saladin. I, I love the conversation with Zavala and Saladin about how he mentored him and how wild Zavala used to be because Saladin <laughs> clearly does not like Crow. Like it, it is so hilarious how he's just like, I don't even know why we're dealing with him, you know, you know, his his past and everything. And then he was like, look, I was that guy you took me under. You know yeah. what I mean? So please be the mentor because I'm still I feel like my only let's say the little nitpick is like to me, Crow should be advancing a little bit more. And I feel he got set back with this Sabathun thing. Because in my eyes, I'm assuming he was always going to eventually be the va the Hunter Vanguard. So I still think I'm, he's going to be. Too, I it's think like it's, just they, it's taking longer than I thought. They're taking long <laughs> with this. I'm like, when is he? Because my only thing is, it's just getting to that point with every major cataclysmic event. It's just Agora and Zavala. And, and, and that's great. And we love them. But oh, the Hunters need their shine. It, it's time. <laughs> you know, so that, that's where I want to know where that goes. And what I will say, even though I said all that about Zavala and um, Ikora, I did love Ikora questioning herself for the first time. And I love that um, Finch was like, well, wait, if she's the great spy. She's the one that got you guys found out. And she's the read. Like, I love, like, he's so matter of fact with it. Oh, Your Finch greatest great. spy master got fooled. <laughs> so how can we choose? Like, I, I, I love that component and that dynamic of it. It was hilarious to me. So yeah, it, it was good, man. It, I, I, it, the story was great. It's so much here. The narrative team, man, they did it. They really did it. I, I really can't. I'm just nitpicking at this point. They really told a, a fantastic story. Yeah. So raid predictions are scorn mostly, and then maybe a maybe a, they break off a preview of the remix when it comes to uh, to what's going on with the witness and the darkness. Maybe at least maybe. in the boss. I feel like there's got to be yeah. loosened hive champion or like oh there hive I mean, guardians the whole, in there. It'd be a little weird to not have them be in there True, at all. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the fact that we have an artifact that is based around suppression Ooh. is heavily yeah. going to lean into the fact that that's going to be one of the better ways to manage the Guardians. Because if you get a couple of those in a room, in an encounter, and there's like multiple supers going off, you're going to be dropping people left and right if they're not suppressed. So as you said, the Glaive being able to suppress just with a projectile is going to be able to hopefully keep those guys while they are Guardian-level type enemies at least at bay from supers. Because the supers... Catch one of those Titan shields coming at oh, you. Yeah. yeah, they will definitely take your head clean off. So Absolutely. those, and then again, the knives, that's what I wanted to say when we were talking about it before. Yeah. This seems like a preview of Solar 3.0 when we got to see if this is what Blade Barrage could be, throw the Ooh. knives up in the air, and then you could kind of cast where you wanted, or maybe they're like auto-tracking and go. I would love to actually see this be a preview of what kind of the rework of Hive could be. And if that's like the animation of what the knives are like, they're massive, by the way, they are massive, massive knives that they throw at you and you take one. And you're oh, like, that's yeah. like most of the screen. 
the yeah. hive go hard with their knives. <laughs> yeah, they, they, yes. love, they love swords. Two, so. shi- yeah, like two the shields, like they double up on basically everything we do. Except yeah. I feel like the wizards got a little hose. They don't seem nearly as the wizards are very good. Yeah, yeah they're I, not I've that never really struggled. Just they're hard. They're they're just hard to find. <laughs> they yeah, just they keep fly around. running around, but they're they're not. Yeah. I don't know. I, I never was killed by a hive wizard. I was killed by plenty of knights and acolytes. Knights, yeah. Yep. Yeah, the shield throws weren't too bad to dodge, but yeah, the knives ever softened. Peeked my head out, and I just took one straight to yep, the dome, and it was it was over pretty fast. But I, I am very curious. I like that they can one shot you with their super. I That's love really that. Funny to me. I mean, yeah. yeah, it it makes sense. It's actually the I mean because we do it to them all the damn time, so it is actually mm-hmm. really nice. Um, do you guys finale outside of it? Do you guys have a favorite mission? Mm. I don't know if I remember them well enough. So many. I, I like literally just finished all of them. I mean, I it's hard to top. I think the very last mission with Sabathun. I just like environment wise, storytelling wise. I think it was. I, I I like undoing the the curse and stuff. Like it's not a very combat intensive part, but I I just think revealing the story to her like during the middle of the fight. Um, yeah. To, I, I, yeah, it's a very memorable mission. It's yeah, the opposite yeah. of whatever whatever Panoptes was and uh, <laughs> Curse of Osiris. Great like, boss it, that's design. How you do an ending story mission. Yeah, great I boss design and Panoptes. Panoptes. Not a great fight. No, you're right. I pause. I think you know what it, it was looks too. So be- cool though. He did. Yeah, it looks. It looked cool. I I, I got to give it to that one too because while the you know Savage's witches are, are weaving the spell and the lie is revealed for the first time, you see her character break. Yeah, just, is, oh, you, yeah. you think this? Yeah, yeah, you think this is the truth? Like, and, and I love it because she's so used to being in control and being one step ahead, and then you see it, and I'm like, okay, yeah, it's so many, man. It, it, oh, they did a good job. Like, I did like the the one with the um the guy in in the, in the circle pit. That one was cool. Yeah. I like the one with. Oh, the, I forgot about the Ahamkara. That was also the Ahamkara. That was How very surprising. Yeah, yeah. Was and it took me way too long to figure out what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah, um, I was like, that took me the, a minute. The precision shot in the mouth is like very small. So I was yes. like, I was shooting small it, window. but it was always immune and it's only yeah. active for a short period of time. So I'm like, I don't know what's going on with this. I was wandering around for like 20 minutes the first time I did yep. that. That took, yeah. took longer than I probably said I'd proud to. Yeah. Not like I figured it out immediately. Of course of you course. did. Mm-hmm. Yep, no question. You know why? Because I just refused to accept it was immune. I just kept shooting it. And then I was like, oh, I'm doing damage now. Somewhere <laughs> 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 this has to work. I could hear I could hear Destin looking around for stuff and I was just shooting in its mouth and I was like, oh, I'm doing damage. Let's just shoot it. Yeah. Yeah. What about your, Trav, your favorite mission? What was your favorite one? Um, I mean, yeah, I, I kind of agree with the consensus that it's the last one, but the first mission where you meet Finch is oh, amazing. Cool. I, I yes. really, really like that. Just the whole going to the um, the throne world for the first time was really, really great. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the mission where you find out about the lie. That's the mission before the final one. And I yep. think that's where you, is that the, also the mission with the Ankara? I think it might be. That's <laughs> um, the, cut, yeah, the so I, I think that's actually probably my favorite one. Cause I was just mm. like juiced and I was ready to go to the final battle. The final yeah. battle is a little bittersweet for me because that mission was the one that took me the longest to get through on the hard yeah, mode I was playing yeah. with, the, with a full set of people, and one of them was. I Destin, think it's harder so. with more people. I, honestly, I, do. Yeah. I think the, it I gets think the enemy health is too high with three people. Like, it was I, way I did not have trouble with, with that solo, and I am not very good. <laughs> so. Yeah, it, it was way harder with three people for me because one of my players was a brand new Destiny player, still figuring oh, things out, yeah. and, the, and the other one yeah. was Destin Legary. So I okay. had no I fire it. team. I was soloing I that basically. 
bit of scale difficulty. Well, we, there goes that guest spot. <laughs> 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 no, but I will say I played with uh, New Red and Blackwings. They're sitting in chat right now because Blackwings was trying to finish up the legendary. And he's like, hey, can you guys come in and help me? So hmm. I jump in and all of a sudden, normally it's the wizards that are sitting that you're rotating for that buff. And now you shoot one and it's not dead. I'm like, why are you not dead? You should be dead mm -hmm. right now. I just blasted you with a rocket and you're not dead. So just the fact that that happened, we eventually Using end up rockets on wizards, shoot them with stun glaive, <laughs> whack stun them with the glaive. Stun <laughs> glaive. That's all I did. I did that six times. With no, the solo, solo, no had no like, solo had no problem. Like Arbalist so or you saw rocket. the difference. Yeah. No, yeah. solo. I died, but that was like. Getting caught out of position between a super and a couple enemies, I was like, yeah, I get that one. But once I kind of got a feel and got some positioning and rotation around, you know, eventually ended up getting them by myself and it was a good challenge. But yeah, with the three people, I was doing the damage I was doing before. Mm -hmm. I was like, that health bar is not moving that fast. Yeah. So it was, you know what I noticed? I, and I know we're getting towards the end here, but like mm -hmm. one thing just overall with the campaign, I think one of the core reasons the difficulty works the way it does and why no one is complaining about it. What was missing from the legend version of the campaign? Champions. Champions. Ooh. Champions suck. This is why yep. I can go and post my glaive evangelism and I have 50 people telling me their loadouts and they're all different. And that is yeah. something you just cannot do yep. in yes. Nightfalls I or in uh, hard mode raids because you need the specific things. And it's always mm -hmm. like some stupid primary you don't mm -hmm. want to use usually and yep. whatever one weapon they've picked to be the good weapon for the good season. Point. And I, I, I cannot like... Now they're they're putting champions in the story missions as part of the the master and legend. So there are yep. champions now. I don't think that's going to be as fun. No, because I'm gonna not going to be, be able to use my same loadout again. You know what they so, should do? Yeah. They should just make mods that are called like shield breaker, overload breaker, and just make it like five, six points. Make it cost like six points. That way, it has to take up most of your slot, and everybody can just load up one of those, and it works with any but weapon. At that point, it's like why even have like. I, right I don't now. think champions are necessarily a good route to go with no. difficulty. Yeah, you're and right. It, and I, I think if, that if, if, if I could snap my finger and remove yeah, them from the game, I would. For but sure. That's what I mean, yeah. though. Like maybe this should be the design philosophy going forward because you know they change enemy density. They have the hard power cap, which keeps you under. Yep. They have uh, interesting fights with hive guardians that yeah. are, are unique. They have mechanically interesting puzzles and bosses, and all of these things combined together to be like there's the difficulty. Whereas like champions are like. Do, ha do you have the champion thing? Yeah, no. I mean, that's like, literally mm -hmm. your gauntlets. You may as well go to Grasp of Avarice, get the triple slot, equip all three, and you just forget about your gauntlets because it's just taking care of champions. And then you can pick about four different weapons as well. No, I mean, that's... Yeah. Because, I mean, you phrased it perfectly because that is one of the things. It was like, hey, when I was doing... I'm working on solo guides with a hunter and no exotics, just like the least survivable class I could think of for PvE... And I'm going, you don't have to worry about champions. You just need to survive. Typically be able to work from range, except for the dark mission, because there's a lot of things. And just try and be aware of your surroundings. But as you said, the enemy density, like the, I was just going through the um, pyramid ship. The mission on the pyramid ship on Europa, there are so many cabal that spawn in waves in there. It yeah. is, but you can do it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sitting there planking the them all with arrows and going through you know, mm -hmm. shoot a rocket at the boss, get a damage phase. And that's that was a point that, I, for whatever reason, I didn't hate the, like, damage phases. It did not feel like the hollowed layer strike. So I'm going, like, damage, like, oh, 
and and I hit another wall. It's like you got the big boss bar. You know it's kind of getting down, and then a huge wave comes out. But you also have something to do. To do so it makes yeah. sense. You have like the mechanics, the boss density as you get the density, and then like the hive guardians. So yeah, give me more unique enemies to fight. The champions that just like oh you looked at them wrong, and then mm-hmm. oh, but we didn't even mention the best part. Mm-hmm. Overload yeah. is broken. Yeah, it's broken. All right, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. I don't even. I haven't even messed yeah. with that yet. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think the the short version is they they that now mm-hmm. they've got the hive guardians, which serve mm-hmm. as a perfect foil for instead of champions, like an interesting enemy type, and they've got mm-hmm. mechanics inside activities, which now they should just use that to increase difficulty. I think I think yeah. Paul's right. Like that that's the new game design. Like they should they should just follow that philosophy with all of their stuff going forward. Yeah. And I think now. If there's any ex- if they had any excuse before to not put mechanics in t- inside yeah. their, uh, casual stuff, like they're gone. Like they need to just do it. This is proof. Forward. This is proof. Yeah. And last part because I know I know Paul's got to wrap up, but it's like sorry, the thing that is really cool for me. Well, I got to get them their flowers. I agree with everything you guys said. It proved with mechanics and, and good, interesting enemies and everything. You don't need to rely on champion stuff for difficulty. But I want to give them their flowers for the legendary campaign for a power level technique so if you if you challenge yourself you put it on that difficulty you can now get yourself the double drops and then up to the cap to be ready so i like that so now it it added more value to the campaign and now you and then to your point trav and we're looking at the um the glaive and and this other things where they're rewarding you for rerunning the campaign by uh, increasing that bar so it's good stuff all around and i i want to give them they really did their job with that stuff Fantastic stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, the fact that there's a reason to play the campaign, again, again, the champions are going to be annoying, but you mm-hmm. can get reputation. The fact that it's worthy to replay it all, that's probably yes. the biggest thing. Why would you want to replay it? Because these are really, really fun encounters. And as you said, the rewards as you go through, at some point, I'm guessing the double mm-hmm. chests may not be as rewarding once we hit like 1550, but right. it's still, that was... The fact that we went to 1520 and here's your infusion fodder. Here's And it's not, here's the infusion fodder and no upgrade modules. They're like, and the upgrade modules. And we're going to throw them at you as you go. And it just. Great job. All the way through. I played 12 hours straight on stream. And I literally had no complaints for the entire time. The whole way through. It was like a wonderful journey from start to finish. Yeah, I probably bought a few upgrade modules because I was doing legendary unknown. But Mm -hmm. outside of that, literally. I will I will take I will take yeah, the upgrade yeah. modules, but that was for Legend mm-hmm. and Solo and I did it. But I will definitely say like so much of that could have been done just going through mm-hmm. and it would have been a challenge probably more without my loadout, but I'm proving you can mm-hmm. do it without. No I don't know. Doubt. I I've had such a good time these last couple of days. No doubt. Tassie the legend. Thank you for taking the time with us, brother. I know you gotta run. I know you gotta run. Thanks for having me. And I appreciate it. This has mm-hmm. been my biggest, longest discussion, and I'm I'm happy to have it with you guys. Always, <laughs> nice. man. Always fun, man. And uh where could the fine people find you? I hate to rush because I know the boy gotta go. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> Just uh, <laughs> at Paul Tassie on Twitter, and you can Google me for my articles. No doubt, no doubt. E, another one. We made it. I know. We actually got to <sighs> Just the fact that we're post Witch Queen launch after this thing, it's couldn't have had a better group to talk to with all of you guys today. Like this is this is a good collective minds to bounce everything around in post Witch Queen and then Fallout right before was like, I don't know, back to back episodes. Just greatness. Thank you, everybody who's been in chat and listening. If you enjoy the show, wherever you find it in video or Mm -hmm. audio, like five star reviews, Apple, Spotify, all those things. But also for me. 
you guys have been just extremely supportive lately with the content and everything. Mm-hmm. So I just want to thank all of you guys as well. It's been just great so far. Uh, Travis, oh, what no. about you? Trav. Are you reviewing Elden yeah. Ring now? You get to go off and do that? I am not reviewing Elden Ring. I will probably not get around to Elden Ring until like next month because who has time for that with Destiny out? Um, but yeah, you can read my review in progress of Destiny 2 The Witch Queen tomorrow at some point. Ooh, uh, I'm actually writing it tonight. So after nice. this, I got to go to that cocktail party. And then after that, I, I got to write the review. Um, Boy, so uh, my review will be in progress uh, by the end of t- uh, day tomorrow. And then my final review will happen the day after the raid. So that'll be March 6th on Sunday. Um, it probably won't be live until Monday, realistically, because I have an editor who has to read it and he doesn't work weekends. But uh, yeah, uh, it, it should be it should be ready to go right after the raid. And we have a full assessment. Other than that, you can follow me on Twitter at Ty Guy Travis. You can read all the reviews and previews I've been doing the past couple of weeks uh, on NGN.com. And uh, you can support my fellow friends here, including Paul Tassi, who may or may not be in an episode of Fireteam Chat tomorrow. We'll Woo! see. Hey, IGN getting popping off in the Destiny content. Look at this. No doubt. No <laughs> doubt. You already know me, Lord Cognito, on Twitter, Iron Lords Podcast, Defining Duke, all that good stuff, man. Another great show. Shout out to the chat. Everybody it was fantastic. This was fun, y'all. We we in the mix. We in the grind. Raid next week. I'm ready. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Well, for everybody in chat, you guys have been amazing. Christopher Sharp, you're the MVP of the evening. Um for all of you guys, hosts who joined us today, Tassie, thank you for taking the time. Let you go. Sorry. And um, for this episode, number 186, February 24th, Post Witch Queen, it has been... The, the last, last word. word. <laughs>